Man, you ever thought about how church is like the lamest book club ever? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. Frame it as like a book club where it's like, well, we get together once a week. It's always mm-hmm. early in the morning on Sunday. We know you've worked hard all week, but we want right. you to get up early to come to the book club meeting. Only one guy gets to talk about the book. I know that you're reading it too, but <laughs> nobody else gets to talk about what they think about it. Only right. this one guy or lady gets to talk about the book. Also, the book was written like 2,000 fucking years ago. And we just talk about the same one over and over. Also, the person talking about it loves the book. <laughs> like, <laughs> no matter what. No matter what. Nobody's Wouldn't it be cool, though, if like you went to church sometime? <laughs> The preacher was just like, listen, there's some grammatical problems going on here. The storytelling could really use some work. There wasn't really a lot of resolution here to this story about Saul or whatever. He comes in and he's just like, fuck the gospel of Matthew. I'm just saying. This one specifically sucks, guys. I would love to see some literary critique. I, listen, you, yeah, you're, you're just not going to get it out of church, unfortunately. They're all about like... That's their favorite book, 100%. <laughs> like, imagine, like, you, you go to church sometime, and you're in the crowd, and you just raise your hand, and you're like, can we talk about a different book this week? <laughs> no, it's the same book every fucking week has been for thousands of years. <laughs> How much is there to know about this book? There's, Jesus! I mean, listen... It is, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those books you go into it and you're like, wow, you know, there's an infinite resource of wisdom here. Like, what if uh, two ladies say a baby's theirs? Cut it in half. Whoa. Cut that baby in half. That's the solution. I think you've said everything you can say about it, though. The true mother will stop me from mutilating the child. <laughs> what? <laughs> But then you just keep doing that over and over. Yeah. Yeah. Just the same thing over and over and over. And most people just don't even like read it at all. Like they've never. That's the thing too, right? It's like a a book club that you go to. (laughs) But okay. Here's the thing that's really annoying about it too. Like most book clubs you go to, it's like, okay, we read chapter eight today. Let's talk about it. Sure. In this book club, you show up, and the guy at the front of the room is just like, I don't know, I read chapter 300 this week. What about you guys? I don't know, I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) That sucks. That's a shitty book club. Well, you know, maybe it's more like, honestly, like the preaching is more like like a book salesman. Like he's telling you like all the good parts and how great it is, right? Yeah. Sunday school is the book club. That's the book club. Okay. Yeah. Sunday school is where you you sit down and everybody's kind of on the same page talking about something, you know, <laughs> whatever. I don't yeah. know. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's in the belly of a whale. That's kind of like, <laughs> again. hey, Ugh. you know how one, that one time uh, I had that mole and they had to remove it? I was really in the belly of the whale then. It was kind of like that, wasn't it? Right. Book club. <laughs> book club. <laughs> Jesus. Worst book club ever on the best podcast ever. Hell the newest yeah. episode of Dead and Lovely. Here with the host of the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben Eller.
And me, your youth pastor, Hollywood Steve. Everybody, let me just sit you down. I know one guy who told us about eating people. Am I right? Huh? <laughs> yeah? You're one of them pastor bastards I've heard about, ain't pastor you? Pastor bastard, yes. Pastor bastard. Look out I'm for them. I'm glad he's come back. Stranger <laughs> danger, pastor bastard. I re- that's a I mean that is a solid Good. character right there. Pastor bastard. I know. He, I mean like I'm just I'm imagining him he's smoking a cigarette. He's got he's got like a like a tall boy in a in a brown paper bag. Uh and he, he's just like he's like Listen here. Let me tell you. <laughs> Shake it what up, Jesus wants you. out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you about Jesus wow. said, man ain't supposed to lie with man. Didn't say nothing about women lying with women. That's why I like to go to the strip club mm. and pay them mm. to kiss on each other. <laughs> Wait, Pastor bastard. Is this the ass to ass guy? Is he past the ass? It's ace to ass. Ain't nothing in the Bible about ace to ace. I tell you what. <laughs> ain't nothing in the Bible about ace to ace. I want that on a bumper sticker, like now. The, yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure you could probably... Somebody's definitely had that thought before, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, there is nothing in the Bible technically against ass to ass. Nope, not a single verse. One ass shan't lie with another ass, nor gyrate upon it. It is written. <laughs> it's never been written. Nope, nor just, gyrate upon it. Just let an ass just bang up against another one. Ain't nothing hey, bad man. about it. Listen... Jesus is cool with it, I guess. <laughs> no, another lesson from Pastor Bastard. <laughs> <laughs> we are here today to be talking about one fur eshi here on mm-hmm. the show. This movie come out uh, around about this year, and we're going to yeah. be talking about this flick later on. We're going to catch up and do our thing, but if you want to get straight on to the movie review portion of the show, there's a timestamp for you in the podcast description, but before we do that, we're going to catch up and shoot the shit and have all kinds of good, fun times here on this uh, this rare late night installment we're recording this late on a monday which i appreciate you working around man dead and lovely after After dark dark. i'm wearing silk stockings are you uh no i'm wearing what i normally wear to bed which is of course nothing that's right damn dude my birthday suit oh yeah can you hear can you tell (laughs) can you hear the freedom i can hear the (laughs) reverberations around the sack yeah. <laughs> I can hear it. The echoes. Those will adjust as the temperature in the room changes. Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah, we're recording a late night episode. I've got myself a, uh, a rare opportunity to go to Nash Vegas tomorrow to go see awesome. two of the greatest fucking guitar players in history, Jeff Beck and Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, Zigzag yeah. Top to our, ZZ our Top. Canadian listeners. Yeah, ZZ Top. That's what I meant to mm-hmm. say. <laughs> And uh, I'm real stoked about that. So we're sacrificing our usual Tuesday recording here for Monday night here with you, dead and lovely listeners. I'm so stoked to go hear these old men mash a rope. I'll tell you what, Jeff Beck, man, that dude is 78 year old. He is younger than the president of the United States of America and still mashing on a rope. Good on him. Now, honestly, I I need you to get a little 
tape recorder and recorded. I actually just listened back to this episode. Okay. You just said old men mashing rope. Yes. That is very much a porno nobody wants to see. Just Maybe. two old men with ED really trying to mash that rope in there. They're just just mashing on that thing, huh? Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, I guess if it was uh, those two, the, the tape would sell, but everybody would be disappointed. Yeah, but you'd still watch it. Well, yeah, of course you'd still watch it. They're mashing rope. Yeah. Uh, you're telling me you don't want to see Reverend Billy F. Gibbons mash some? Come on. Of course you do. <laughs> He's got that tube snake boogie. He done told us about it. Yes. Right? I loved that song as a kid. Still yeah. do. But as a kid, I loved that song so Dude, much. Dude, so like ZZ Top Eliminator is one of my like earliest memories, period. Like listening oh, yeah. to Van Halen 1 on vinyl and mm-hmm. ZZ Top Eliminator on vinyl on my parents' yeah. rack system, which was super sick. Yeah. Um, that's some of like my earliest memories. And it's so funny to me to think back about like all the stuff that I wasn't allowed to listen to, watch, participate in, whatever, as a conservative uh-huh. Christian kid. But, that. but then at the same time, dude, there's like there's that song on that record that's like, I got the six, give me your nine. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. I thought that song was about playing fish when I was a kid. <laughs> I thought it was about a card game. <laughs> I didn't know no better, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just laugh about that one for a Top Go Fish song. That's great. Yeah. yeah, sure. They're talking about playing cards and so on, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Under That's Pressure great. is a pretty vulgar song from that record, too, man. Mm-hmm. Pretty fucking vulgar. Yeah. But I was I was allowed to listen to that and enjoy the, the hot licks of Billy Gibbons, and that stuff has stuck with me for a lifetime. So I'm really stoked to go get to watch those two old men play some damn Gortar tomorrow. I'm stoked about it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, uh, excited for you to go see see some old men mashing rope. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with a rare free Tuesday, dude? What you doing with that? Um, you got to go well, fly actually, a kite, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, honestly, that sounds really fun. It is a little windy a kite out. in a long time. And the weather is beautiful in It is, it's great. Um, actually, uh, before you uh, had even told me this was going to happen, I believe John uh, Latour had set up the idea of us all watching uh, the Munsters for Rob Zombie's The Munsters, which comes Bobby out Zed. tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, the day before this episode comes out. So we're going to be doing a watch along of the monsters, which obviously you've missed out on at this point. If you if you weren't there, you should phrase it as "We're going to be have done watched the monsters." That's the proper. We gonna be have done yeah. watched the monsters. <laughs> That's proper Creole verbiage. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. And then uh, after that, I'm gonna sit down and record a, a little mini sode about it. With uh, I, right now, I know Anna's in tentative for my wife but we just released the simpsons treehouse of horror episode and she is my wife is insanely funny i highly recommend becoming a patreon patron so you can go listen to that it's gonna cost you a dollar minimum and you're gonna get to enjoy it right but this episode i'm gonna uh, release on the main feed so we're gonna do a mini so it'll come out the uh, day after this episode on the monsters Sick. Dude, I, I hope it doesn't suck. I think it's going to suck. I think a it's lot. going to. 
I think like it's a going lot. To, yeah, I, I think it's going to be insufferable. It's going to be real fun to shit on it. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way that it's going to be good. I hope I'm wrong. Don't get me wrong. Me too. I, I, I want really it to be hope good. I'm incorrect. Like I hope yeah. that it's just like this is so self-aware and entertaining and silly and funny. Uh, I really don't think it will be, though. I don't either. I don't either. But, I mean, listen, I, I've given Rob every single Rob Zombie movie a chance, so I will give this one a chance as well. When are you um, going to give up? Like, what's the point where you're just like, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, nah. don't fool me again. When do you dub <laughs> it, I, When know? am I going to bush him? Um, I, I don't think, I don't think he necessarily, necessarily will unless he does something, you know, stupid publicly, like if he's just suddenly a flaming racist or something that would be terrible and i would would definitely not be interested but i think he's got his own style i don't necessarily like that style but i like the like the idea of uh, a director who has a style we Mm. you know you know we have people like uh ari aster robert eggers i mean uh, this movie itself shows a very clear direct style from director mimi cave i like when a director has style and i'll always give them the benefit of the doubt like maybe this will be good mm. you can have style and not substance and that is usually the case with zombie movie or zombie i'll tell you movies. what man that's why every time i walk by the dumpsters in the city i take a big whiff i mean i might not like the smell but it's an identifiable smell i gotta go straight to the dumpster right. to to whiff it, it up uh-huh. you know <laughs> oh, otherwise i'll banana. never get to got smell it. it okay <laughs> oh it's the smell of trash you know <laughs> I get it. Yeah, I I think like I'm. It's probably the same with Shyamalan. Like I'll probably always give Shyamalan the benefit of the doubt. Like I know what I'm getting into, and I know how bad it can get. Like you know the uh, the beach that makes you old. Oh um, my god, dude! <laughs> we got to do that on the show sometime, dude. We, I can't, we have to. It, it's like it's like unlike Malignant. Uh, I I don't like it. I like Malignant, but it's like Malignant in that it. Like I can't really stop thinking about it. Where I'm like, I know, right? What was he doing there? For real? But, like uh, I, I feel like we need to do it just to make sure that we didn't collectively hallucinate that movie. Like this exists, <laughs> right? Like what right. if that's the thing? What if we put the episode out and people are like, what is this? wanted to listen to your show but can't find the movie anywhere? Doesn't exist. <laughs> Like, when I play the episode, blood comes from my ears and nose. <laughs> yeah, blood what? poured out of my phone. I don't know what's going on here. What the fuck? Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. Hear me out. Trademark dead and lovely. How awesome would it be, though, if you were somehow a director with like kind of a semi-infamous name for yourself, like Shyamalan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you made some kind of deal with like Netflix to release a new movie, but it's only in like two percent of all subscribers' feeds. Oh, so like people would talk about this movie that they watched, and everybody be like, "I don't know what you're talking about." I would like that would actually be sick. (laughs) I would kind of be interested in some experiment like that. I don't think you know anybody who's trying to make a profit's ever going to do anything like that, but that would be such an interesting experiment. Maybe more that than two percent. Like enough that enough that enough that you would get enough people talking about it on social media that other people would be disturbed in some yeah, way. Yeah, like I searched, <laughs> I don't see it. What country yeah. are you in? I'm also in America. Why is they're it in all my talking feed? about the same details, but like yeah. nobody can find the movie? Yeah, that's, and then like that's a really cool idea. 
in every 50 people on the Reddit thread is like, dude, I watched this the other night. You're not crazy. It's real. I saw right. it. <laughs> Holy and shit. Yeah. Like, this would be also, sick. What are we talking about? I really about? do like that. Also, a little fun twist to the experiment. Like, one percent of the people that get the movie get a different version of the movie, <laughs> like <laughs> so a totally different ending or some like, shit. Yeah, I saw it, but those aren't the details. <laughs> no, what the fuck? Yeah, I like this idea. We got to get Sean Bond involved. Hundred percent. <laughs> like that would actually really work. Did I tell you? Um, I started watching Servant by Shyamalan. Well, he directed it, but he didn't write it. Did I tell you watch that first no. season of that? No. What, what, what is this? So it's on Apple TV. Kate watched, I think there's three seasons now, and she watched through it, and uh, and she thought it was pretty damn cool. And so I started watching through season one. I'm about like three quarters of the way through now. Dude, I am interested. Like, oh, cool. I am pretty fucking into this show. Uh, it came oh. out a couple of years ago, so this is like not, you know, relevant or anything, but. Right, but still. So far. I- I'm pretty fucking interested, man. It's taking some turns that are just like, what in the fuck is going on Hmm. with this show? Uh, I, I'm into it so far, but at the same time, like I'm in the first season and I'm like, I don't know how you can make three seasons of story about this. Right. But I intend to find out because I'm pretty fucking interested, man. Yeah. I, I didn't know about that. That is, I am interested to hear. Yeah. Servant. Or watch that. called. Yeah. Okay, Servant on Apple TV. All it's right. on the Apple TV. I think that you would probably be interested in it. It's a very uh, very well shot, very gorgeous show. And uh, again, I think he just directed it. I don't think that he wrote it. Uh-huh. But uh, I am intrigued. I'm not going to say much about it because you really can't without spoiling stuff. Because okay. it goes in some weird-ass directions, dude. What else have you been watching? Dude, so this week has been, it's been pretty busy. We've had a pretty busy week, man. I've been getting a lot of things uh, uh, going recording-wise, which is very exciting. That's awesome. Uh, we had a, a nice, chill weekend again. Didn't have any shows or anything, so we watched that, that dang old UT Florida football game. Yeah, that was a, that was a good game. I, I it was good, uh, man. also caught that one. I, I haven't caught as much college football as, as I used yeah. to um but uh that that game was fun i that game really, was good man i really like <laughs> i was texting with my friend chris and they were up 17 points with like eight minutes to go and i was like oh yeah they got this wrapped up and then immediately they hit like a huge pass yeah dude, i was like plot twist. jesus christ <laughs> it was a good game but we finally beat them dang old gators we did it for the first time in a minute it was a fun time, man. Down uh, like mm-hmm. old city, downtown, Knoxville and stuff was I just I bet it was crazy, yeah. Oh, Sodom and Gomorrah, man. It was I a bet. joyous mm-hmm. evening here in Knoxville. So yeah. it was a lot of fun, man. And of course, we want to remind you guys again about the upcoming dead and lovely mega hangout coming up here in Knoxville, Tennessee, our second annual. We had such a good time. Last year, whenever we met up with all you fine, fine and lovely folks, and we're doing it again, coming up November on a 4th. Isn't that right? That's right. November 4th, we're going to be meeting up. We're going to be, you know, uh, doing just like we did last year. If you come in early from out of town on Thursday night, we'll be meeting up, having some drinks, have a bite to eat in the Market Square area. And then on Friday, we have the meetup. We're going to meet up at Merchants of Beer 
here Ooh. in Knoxville. Good central location, real easy to find. We'll be moving from there. If you're not a beer person, don't worry. They they have liquor, and we'll also liquor. go somewhere with liquor. So Woo. it's going to be a great old time, just like last year. And uh, the, the next day, Saturday, we're currently looking at, at renting out uh, Central Cinema and watching a movie. So Woo. it's going to be a time. And when we say meet up, we mean that. We're going to eat somebody. Yep, that's right. At least one of you is going home eating. <laughs> we put the meat in meat up. <laughs> so uh, to stay up to date on all the uh, the comings and goings and all that stuff, be sure to hang out on our, our, our Facebook group. The only reason to have a goddamn Facebook profile these days. Yeah. Uh, hang out with us on there. All the cool kids are doing it. And stay up to date with details about our upcoming dead and lovely meetup. Other than that, we've watched um, a couple of Halloween seasonal classics. We watched Dangle Paranorman the other day, oh, which awesome. is yeah. always a treat. Always enjoy mm-hmm. watching that flick. That's just a good old fun time watch. We watched a Dangle Hellraiser the other day. Okay. The the original? The OG. Gotcha. They had such sights to show us. I'll tell you that. Uh-huh. Do you like them? Dude, it's it's a fucking awesome movie. It is. Like I it really, is. really, really like that one a lot. There's some really fucking cool shit in there. Some goofy shit, but also For sure. some really cool shit. Yeah, no, yeah. The the first one is is uh the best, I think. I mean, we'll we'll probably be talking about it next week when we talk about Hellraiser Four. I think we will, won't we? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I am going to finally complete the Hellraiser franchise oh. before we record Hellraiser Four. So, boy, I got. I got uh, some movies ahead of me. That is Yay. a waste of, of such good suffering, right there, man. <laughs> it really is. Good but hey, God. maybe that new one's gonna be fucking awesome. I hope that it is. I think that we're onto something with what we talked about last week, where it's this huge meta thing that the past, you know, twenty years of Hellraiser movies has been torture. Yeah, I yeah, think that we're onto something. I think so, <laughs> and they're finally going to give us the the pleasure after all that pain, right? Finally. It's going to be like, oh, the nipple clamps are off. Yay! <laughs> we watched uh, Halloween twenty eighteen there yesterday too. Oh man, that is a fucking great standalone film, right? It's still good, man. It is still a good watch. Like I think that. I think about every time that I watch it, there are little cracks in the armor that I see that are more apparent, but I still do enjoy it and think that okay. it's, it is the best Halloween post-1978. I still agree okay. with that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Halloween kills uh, coming up, too. We've got Halloween Ends coming up, finally. Uh, Going to see the absolute end of Michael Myers, and never shall there be a sequel again. Sure, not till Kiss tours again and does their farewell <laughs> tour again. Yeah, I think I I can I can foresee the future. I'm just gonna look into it. I think two years after Halloween ends comes out, we have uh, uh, some sort of reboot of Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not even two. Maybe they announce it after, like immediately. Could be. Yeah. yeah, it could be something like that. What if it's something that's like really kind of a letdown in the title? You know, where it's like Halloween flaccid. <laughs> you know? Where it's like, eh, it's, you know, it's it's kind of, it's coming. You know, just give it a minute. Halloween, give it a minute. <laughs> Halloween, give it a minute. Stop I just staring need about at 10. me. Maybe, maybe I'm a little bit stressed, I think. <laughs> yeah. Halloween, quit looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> 
How about that? Quit looking at it. Quit looking at it. <laughs> and I think it's at that point, it's just Haddonfield where everything is kind of peaceful and normal in between right. Michael Myers stuff. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, kind of like right. Stars Hollow at that point, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. I am down. Absolutely down for a Gilmore Girls style Haddonfield show. Yes. You know what? Just give me a movie about the the little boy that's being babysat in the in the movie. Let's make right. that his that movie. That kid was so cool. Yeah. Sure. He's great. Yeah. So yeah, let's do that. I'm, that's what I want, and I want I'm it to be that. a uh, you know a CW show. Is CW still around? Is that what it is called? <laughs> I wish that I knew. I am old and irrelevant. Yeah. 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 Same. yeah. It happens, man. Anyway, uh, still a good watch, man. It, it is not. It is not flawless, but I still do enjoy it very much, man. We watched uh, Incantation the other night okay. on the Netflix. Yeah, Netflix has has been uh, has been a pushing that toward me lately, and I've 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 been interested. I think somebody may have said something about it in the Facebook group. I don't remember, but uh, how how was it, man? So it is a it is a Taiwanese found footage movie okay what's about a curse going on there's some some curses some some children being cursed all kinds of cursy things going on and i guess it made waves because it was like the the top grossing i want to say either movie or horror movie in taiwan in Mm -hmm. 2022 so i guess people out there is going to see it okay uh man i i didn't i didn't really like it honestly i i okay it was a found footage movie with a bunch of footage that was clearly not found, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know that that pisses some people off a lot. Yeah. But also, it was just kind of... Okay, I'll say that I thought that it was boring, but I also think that there's probably a lot of cultural subtext that I was just not catching, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. I understand that. Uh-huh. So there might be some stuff like that going on, but I don't know. I, I didn't really think it was that good or that scary. There's a few cool visual things in there. There was some stuff in there that was like pretty hard to watch, frankly. Like uh, okay. some some children's getting cursed and so on. Oh, no. Children doing real bad. Maybe if you're sensitive to that, maybe you don't want to see a, a child doing real bad. That might yeah. be bad to you. It's in don't there. Don't listen to last week's episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe you'll like it. I I didn't really get into it personally. Okay. Anything else? No, that's about it. I've been watching my fingers yeah. mash on some ropes and <laughs> and so on here lately, beating on some strings, playing some music and stuff. But that's about it for me. How about you? Oh man, um, I've had, I've had an interesting week of viewing, uh, for sure. Definitely goods in there. I'll start with the best. Harley Quinn season three. Oh yeah. Uh, fucking rad. Just awesome. Love Harley Quinn. That show is is so fucking good. Season three just came harder than the previous two. And uh, yeah, just love it. Such a good show. You've told me to watch watch that one before, man. Now, I know that we're grownups, but you're saying we should watch this cartoon show. (laughs) I I watch a ton of animated stuff, so uh, I highly recommend people get more into animation. If, If you're an adult who doesn't do a lot of animation, like... What do you what do you do when there's so You're much good it. shit? You blowing it. I'm blowing it. it. Damn. Yeah. Um also worked worched. I worked a murder. I worked a murder called Stonehurst <laughs> Asylum, 
which mm. ha- had caught my eye a long time ago, and I I keep like I kept intending to watch it. Finally, did it has uh, a Kate Beckinsale? I like her. Um, I like that. It, it's got it's got you a Ben Kingsley in there. You got mm-hmm, yourself a mm-hmm. a Mike Cocaine. Oh, Mike Cocaine, very nice. Uh huh. There's did a, he have a, a heart the size of a tangerine? <laughs> size of a tangerine. Oh, I had a ball sack the size of a tangerine. I <laughs> uh, also had a, a little bit of Brandon Gleason in there. Um, wow, all the Brits. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, it's, a, it's a, I said 1890s. I think it was like 1899 in uh, a um, uh, an asylum, and that always gets my motor running. I'm 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 a sucker for asylum stuff. I like, bet it's very kind and gentle and well managed <laughs> in that place. <laughs> I highly recommend watching it. I really, really do because it and, and like keep at it. Like don't don't try to get ahead in the movie. Just just let it let it wash over you. Because I man, I, I really dug it. I thought I thought it was cool, and I thought it had like a good bit to say about asylums and treatment of, hmm. of mental illness. Man, I'll tell you this: when I was a kid, I thought the word asylum was pronounced aslium. I'm sure glad I didn't have a podcast when I was a kid. I'm glad. <laughs> poor poor young Ben. <laughs> I know, dude. I'd have been like, I beat Ninja Gaiden 2 today. Did you yeah. know it's pronounced Asliam? <laughs> I'd have gotten so, so much So you were like hate. that kid in Jerry Maguire who just like said facts. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I might still be. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm still there, dude. <laughs> did, I mean, did did you want to talk about the weight of a human head? Because he said eight pounds, but it's actually closer to ten to twelve, I believe. It's true. Yeah, there's some substance there. You know, maybe he was talking yeah. about kid noggins. You know, <laughs> maybe he was actually. He said the human head, but maybe he should have said asterisk child size. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he was probably um, thinking that. So yeah, yeah, Stonehurst Asylum I, I recommend. Um then on on a Friday night we watched a movie called Boarding House which Now wait, when you say we, who are you talking about? I'm talking about the Screaming Chat crew, uh which is absolutely anybody who has Discord and wants to join us. Um but uh, we we watched a movie called Boarding House on the YouTube. It was from 1982. Um let me tell you what it uh, it was advertised when I was I was kind of looking I always just kind of look for obscure movies from the eighties etc that that maybe I've never heard of and this one was described as uh, essentially being cocaine the movie ooh very um, nice so yeah so I thought yeah very very interesting there um, I'll say for sure it had its moments it had some real cool moments like some some real cool like visual moments. Also, it was really boring. Uh, <laughs> That's too bad. And there's a the, the direct. It's an hour and a half. The director's cut, two and a half hours. So yes, That's a lot of movie. That's cocaine. The movie for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it it's very kept- long and rambling and the person that's doing it thinks it's very interesting but the non-coked out yeah. people are not interested yep cocaine mm-hmm. got it yeah it's it, it it really had that like um my friend has a has a nice house and a pool and he'll let us shoot their vibe <laughs> <laughs> Sick. um and also like just so many women 
I don't know if any of them had names, but just so so many women and and they were just you know kind of like interchangeable. Uh, <laughs> it really was hard to follow, but I do think if, if you're like the type of person who likes to see weird eighties movies, this one needs to be on your list for sure. Okay, all right, all yeah. right, sounds pretty interesting. Um, then after that, uh, some people stuck around. We don't normally do two movies unless it's a last drive-in situation, but sometimes we do. So we did a movie called Winter Beast from 1992. A Winter Beast? Who is that? Yeah. What's he about? What's his story? Well, it's on Shutter. It's a Canadian horror film, and the um, a lot of the effects are stop motion, and it's actually really cool stop motion. So sick. Okay. The movie again. This was another one where the movie was pretty boring, but anytime it got to an effect scene, it was worth the the price of admission, which is, I guess, a Shutter membership. <laughs> um, it, <laughs> It was it, the 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 effects were cool. I really thought they're they're definitely worth seeing. So again, if you like weird uh, '90s movies, check out Winter Beast. Hmm, um, okay. And now here's a movie I don't recommend you check out <laughs> that we watched on Ice Cream Sunday. Urban Legends Bloody Mary. I am just stunned to find out that you didn't enjoy another installment in the Urban Legends <laughs> saga, Steve. Well, Your favorite is, series. What's the matter? I mean, we just we just did the second one probably a month and a half ago or whatever, and I I said it was pretty good. And honestly, like it's it's not a bad movie. Uh, the uh, last week we did uh, what you call it, uh, Black Phone. I believe Robert Cargill wrote the script for it, and it, it 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 was a pretty solid script. It wasn't wasn't a bad movie. This, however, was. Have you seen Prom Night? No, I haven't. I've started okay. it and then been like, "Don't care," and turned it off. Right. Okay. So imagine if that movie you don't care about was made again, uh, but also. <laughs> Imagine if it was the worst Final Destination movie you've ever seen, but also the worst Candyman movie you've ever seen. But wow! But in a, a weird twist, the best I know what you did last summer movie. Whoa! Twist. Yeah, because those movies suck. They're and really this bad. This one sucked maybe less than that. <laughs> that is a lot. Okay, interesting. Yeah, it has. Okay, now one thing. One of the kind of Final Destination kills actually precedes Final Destination doing it. But Final Destination did it better. Hmm. So, but anyway, it, it is a mishmash, terrible. And, and it came out like mid 2000s, and it feels like it's supposed to be mixed in with all those other movies I just mentioned. So, like mm -hmm. the 90s. And I get, well, I guess the Prom Night remake was mid 2000s, but it, it just seems like wrong time. Uh, ripping off a whole lot of other stuff and just really not, and also not really any of them were urban legends. Oh, like hmm. none of it it's really, except for the the existence of a Bloody Mary type character. But it turns out she wasn't actually Bloody Mary. Uh, so not knowing nothing about this movie, I'm really hoping that it's about maybe like a haunted Bloody Mary recipe where it's like you add in that. <laughs> That last dash of Tabasco, and there she is. Oh, oh no! You know, the real Bloody Mary. <laughs> she shows up, and she's just like mimosas. <laughs> what? How are you with the Bloody Mary? You a fan of that? 
I like a Bloody Mary. I mean, yeah, if we're talking mimosa or Bloody Mary for brunch, I'm going to probably have mimosas. But Most me, dude. Most me. Yeah, but I mean, a Bloody Mary, it's solid. And, and it really is a good, like, if, if you're doing the old hair of the dog uh, trick the next day after with a hangover, go with a Bloody Mary. You're going to get, like, a lot of electrolytes back and stuff. It, Got it might your salts in help. there, yeah. Yeah, it, it might might actually help. I really wish that hair of the dog didn't work, but it does. It, it but does it's, it's also what turns you into a mega alcoholic. It like, really is, yeah. Real bad, um, real, real bad. But it does work, and I hate that about it. Yeah, I, 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 it doesn't every time for sure. It doesn't every single time, but yeah, most times and sixty like, percent yeah, of the time it works yeah, every time. You know exactly. It's Sex Panther for sure. I am. I'm okay with the Bloody Mary. I've had one or two that I liked. Okay, I've had a couple yeah. that were just like so tomato soup with vodka in it, huh? I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, it's what it is. I mean, that's exactly it, really. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and then I, I think I like a Michelada better. That's what I was gonna say. Is like honestly, the the Bloody Marys that I've had that I like the most are the ones that reminded me the most of a good lime and salt ridden michelada yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i think yeah i think i would always prefer michelada but yeah you know a bloody mary will do but you're you're right it is just cold soup yeah gazpacho it's supposed to be cold gazpacho okay yeah can i have please uh can you put some alcohol and some gazpacho (laughs) 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 just maybe just put a little celery in there for i don't know garnish why not strip of bacon i don't know (laughs) Let's make an occasion of the thing. Right. Right? <laughs> anyway. I'll tell you what. It's been a week of watching here on the show. And uh, before we proceed further with the show, I want to tell you guys to rate and review on Apple yeah. Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you can re- rate and review the show. I've not seen nearly enough reviews popping up on Apple Podcasts lately. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, stained style, since I've seen some new reviews again. <laughs> Um, we're also available on Samsung TV. So if you got a Samsung really? TV and you want to leave a review, go for it. Is that a thing? Really? It is. It is. Yeah. There's a, Samsung has a podcast, uh, application. I, I assume it works on up. stuff other than the TV, but also it does work on the TV. <laughs> I just wonder if there's people out there that are like, oh, I only listen to podcasts on my Samsung television. <laughs> I'd Who like are to, you? Like to sit on the couch and listen to a podcast through my television. What is going on with you? <laughs> what is your life? You, t- you turn you turn on the fucking surround sound for a podcast. Oh, it's like they're really here. Fuck, that makes me want that makes me want to learn how to like manipulate that type of stuff so that we have a surround sound listenable podcast. Yeah, dude, you throw that fucking enhancer plug in on that thing, man, and just get wild with it, you know? (laughs) Be great. Damn. All right. But yeah, rate, review, uh, write our name on a bathroom stall wall somewhere for a good time. Listen to Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast. Helps us spread the word about the show. I really want, if anybody is listening who has seen our graffiti, like somebody's graffiti of Dead and Lovely in a bathroom wall, and went like, oh, I'm going to check that out. If you're listening right now, 
you you can message me directly on Facebook yeah. and I will answer it. Yeah, <laughs> I want to like, know. I'm what so glad happened. you heard. Right. <laughs> Give me the breakdown. I mean, were you sitting down? Like, was it a bad shit? You were there for a while, and you're like, I need something to read. My phone is dead. Uh, here I sit all broken hearted uh, for a good time call. Uh, oh, Dead and Lovely Horror Podcast? What is that? Mm, I like horror movies and podcasts. I'll check it out. I like a good time. Yeah, who doesn't? Hmm. Interesting. So then you became a, a lifelong listener. That would be fascinating. I'd, I'd love, love to it. know if that worked, you know? <laughs> Well, dude, I'll tell you what. This here movie, this Faresh, it's about some people. Mm -hmm. What be eating people, Steve? Right, yeah. Yeah. It kindly got me thinking Mm -hmm. about a topic I'd like to explore here in the Preview Palace. Welcome to the Preview Palace. Steve, I'd like to talk about the foodist people. (laughs) All right? All right? (laughs) Foodist people. Foodist people. Who the are people they? Who are most food? What are you waiting for? <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, this is the show that you've listened to that's talked about the the deadest kids a couple right. times. Yeah, best orphans. We've ranked best, best orphans. orphans. Right. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the foodist people, dude. Yeah, I love this. I love this idea. Now, of course, people are thinking like, oh, you know, you're gonna mention. You know, a particular person who looks tasty. No, we're we're talking specifically about food mascots. Can you eat them? Would Can you? Can you eat them? Which which of them's the foodest person? Now let's just kind of let's kind of cut the cake right here by going straight into the dough itself. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking okay. about whether these people are food or not. I mean, are right. they food? Are they the foodest, or are they just mildly foodie? I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. What do you know about a Pillsbury Doughboy? Hoo-hoo. Right. Now, I can see somebody being like, that's not a person. <laughs> All right. Listen, if it walks upright and speaks English, it's a person. For Probably this, a person. For, for, the, for these like parameters. Listen, I'd like for you to look straight in the eyes, that little doughboy, and be like, yeah, I don't recognize you as a person, you little right. bitch. What are you? What are you? No empathy at all. You look How into cold this are little you? dough. How dare you? How really? Dare you're you? the problem here. Exactly right, man. <laughs> Acknowledge the doughboy himself. Now, I mean, obviously, uh, the doughboy um, put him in the oven, probably, I don't know, looking at him, 40 minutes max. And you max, got yourself a sure. good little loaf. Could be. Sounds great. Maybe. Okay, two things about this. For one, I really hope. That Pillsbury really soon just goes super hard in the paint just to fucking irritate the fucking conservatives and they make him a Pillsbury dough person just to piss him off. Oh, just go for it. I, you know what? I hope, I hope they go the opposite way. I hope they're like, you know what? Fox News, they're they're the people who buy our shit. Give him a dick. (laughs) Put a big old dick on him. him. I need need to see a dick on the dough boy. <laughs> Look at the grand on that doughboy, I say. You know? <laughs> Listen, okay, guys. What podcast have you listened to where they talked about the size of the dick on the doughboy? Come on. 10 out of 10 podcasts. You've never I mean, heard this discussion. 
They, I mean, the, to call him a doughboy is inaccurate. He d- clearly does not have genitals. So he's not packing nothing. No, no. So yeah, I, <laughs> he's the Pillsbury Doughboy, if anything. The Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Please okay. do it just to piss off the conservatives. Please okay, do it. Yeah. I would love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. And yeah, I'm gonna eat him. I'm gonna, that guy. That's a food ass person right there. <laughs> He's a food ass kind of guy. I reckon so, man. Food ass. So that's that's a fap. fap yeah, fap, yeah. fap. He's a food ass person. <laughs> is it like that? I think it yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Uh huh. So Pillsbury Doughboy would fap. Would fap. One hundred percent. Although I will say, ninety five percent of the time, I am disappointed by any recipe that starts with grab a tube of Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. They're usually bad if they're not usually just Crescent Rolls. bad. Listen, I I am not above a Pillsbury Crescent Roll as they're itself. good. They are good. They're solid. They you yep. know there's stuff in there I wouldn't put in there if I were making them myself. Of but course uh, not. I'm not. I'm pulling them out of a roll. But yeah, I'm also when you not start making Crescent Rolls. Stuff, That's a pain in the ass. Right. But when you start filling them with stuff, yeah, they it, it depends on what you're putting in there. They can end up doughy and gross, and that's what usually happens when people usually, make stuff with them. Yeah. Yep, yep. I agree, man. I agree. But I'm not above chomping down on that. Oh, hell yeah. Give me, give me, give me uh, a, a fucking tube of uh, uh, Pillsbury cinnamon rolls. I'm Ooh. set, buddy. Those are great. How about them orange rolls? Do you ever get the Pillsbury orange roll? Uh uh-huh, yeah, I like those. There, I'm not, I'm oh, not as slamming. into them as the cinnamon ones because I'm I'm a big cinnamon fan. But I like orange a lot. I like orange and chocolate uh, really well together. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll tell mm. you honestly, I prefer an Annie's cinnamon roll over a Pillsbury. You ever that? Oh, ever absolutely. The yeah. Rolls? Listen, Fuck. if there's an Annie's nearby, of course. What are we doing? Yeah. Pick up a pretzel. Pick up a cinnamon roll. Get some lemonade. Oh yeah. Chill. Annie fucks. Annie fucks. <laughs> Annie definitely fucks, man. <laughs> All right, now let's move on to another noteworthy food man himself. What do you know about a Bazooka Joe? <laughs> that guy, arms right, dealer, listen, t- clearly two A positive Bazooka Joe. He's right. taking the two A to its furthest extreme. He thinks you should lawfully be able to obtain a bazooka. What a madman! <laughs> what do you need that for, Bazooka? Are you defending your home with that thing? I doubt it. He no, listen. He is just a strident defender of the right to bear arms. All right, <laughs> he is in talks to buy a small tank. Um, <laughs> I think the thing about Bazooka Joe is one, he's made out of uh, either human stuff or Bazooka Joe. Ooh, and yeah. Both I don't want to eat, dude. Bazooka Joe, I'm telling you, man. What a disappointing gum. What a disappointing yeah. thing to have in my mouth, mm-hmm. Bazooka Joe. Yeah. You know what's real fun, though, is the comics. Great. Right? So Everybody good. loves that. Mm, Usually that, something yeah. from, like, World War II. Like, I don't know. Okay. Relevant. To save steel? Okay. I guess I will. <laughs> is that what's in the gum? For the boys in blue? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, imagine you get Bazooka Joe himself in your mouth and it's as disappointing as his gum. You're like, five seconds in, this has lost all the fun. This isn't oh, fun yeah. for me anymore. No fun whatsoever. It is a chore. It is a chore you give to children to make them shut up. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, would not fap Bazooka no, Joe. No, get out of here. Not fapping to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm totally with you, man. Now, what about a feller? 
what comes in so hot, he's busting through your dang old walls. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's right. The Kool-Aid Man. Kool-Aid Man, man, dude. Now, is that a food-ass person? Is he a foodie person? Is he foodiest? I mean, listen, uh, you know, we're going to have some people out there who are going to draw the line and be like, well, at most, he's a drink, you know? Is drink, yeah, sure. Is drink. So, drink-ass person. He's a dap. He's a dap. He's a dapper man. But, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be that person who's just like, you know, let's... Let's uh, separate beverages from food. I think they all go together. You need them to live. So I think, yeah, I think he's, I think he's food, and I think you know, largely he's a food ass person. I don't want to eat the glass part. That's though. a problem. Yeah, yeah, that is a little bit of a problem. And this is also the the huge existential debate. Like, is the Kool Aid Man? The pitcher with arms and legs, or is he the contents? Right. Yeah. When we drink the contents, is that Kool Aid Man? You know? Are we now inhabited by him as he clearly just inhabits a vessel? Holy shit, the Kool-Aid man is a ghost. <laughs> it might be. Holy shit. It really well could be. I hadn't yeah. thought about that. I hadn't either. Is he always red Kool-Aid, specifically? He, I believe so. I believe. Well, hold on. Did he eradicate all the other Kool-Aid people? Did he get Holy rid of yellow shit. and purple Kool-Aid people? Oh my god, are we supporting a racist? Is he like you the and Red I Skull? personally who drink Kool-Aid constantly? Uh, yeah, us, you know. <laughs> Kool-Aid's main consumers. Maybe he did. Maybe he eradicated all it the so- other. It sounds like something he'd be up to. Busted you know? down their walls and just fucking yeah. got rid of them. Is everybody in here red? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What are you, blue? Oh, no. Oh, no. Damn it. Kool-Aid man. Canceled. The problematic fucking Mm -hmm. history and culture of the Kool-Aid man. Right. I mean, you know. Kool-Aid man? More like KKK Kool-Aid man, if you ask me. (laughs) Huh? (laughs) What? What? I never considered that the K in the Kool-Aid was... It his, is a K. His little nod, like, hey, I'm racist. <laughs> what? Says the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. It was right there in front of us all along, huh? Damn it, man. All right. Well, I mean, he's still a food-ass person, but sucks that he's racist. Problematic. Yeah. Problematic. All right. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think about maybe a dapper, a dapper, well-dressed, wealthy man? Mm, what is okay. also... Okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit misinterpreting himself. He's a little bit misrepresenting his entire brand because okay. he is not, in fact, a nut. He is a legume. I'm oh, talking about okay. Mr. Peanut. He puts himself out there as being one right. of the, the wealthy 1% um, mm-hmm. nut upper echelon, but he is actually a bean. What do you know about him? I uh, 100% uh, support eating Mr. Peanut. Eat the rich, I say. <laughs> rich therefore eat mr peanut Mr. peanut's okay. on that fucking yeah. list brother you're yeah, going he's, down he's, he's part of the one percent man you're uh-huh. right that monocle what's he trying to tell you yeah huh? seriously nobody wears a monocle anymore that's how rich he is he needs he's that monocle, monocle. To, to look at his fucking war bonds that's what he needs <laughs> he you know does. we need to get him i think to adopt i don't know a scrappy young child Maybe she'll change his views on things. 
You think? <laughs> like Mrs. Cashew or something? <laughs> you know? Mrs. Cashew. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the implication here is that cashews are poor. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that Mr. Peanut, he wants to keep everybody fighting amongst like, oh, uh, walnuts, the almonds are taking yeah. your money. When in reality, it's yeah. like fucking Mr. Macadamia up top is the one hoarding uh-huh. all the wealth. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Of That's course it's macadamia nut. nuts up there being assholes. <laughs> That's a rich ass nut. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, hazelnuts, rich as fuck. They don't go flaunting it. They don't. No, they no. have some decency, some some decor about They're like, them, don't Ooh, they? You should d- dip your fries in me, for I'm Nutella. <laughs> Why do they what? talk that way? They're German. I don't know. They're Why? German. Yeah, hazelnuts are all German. Crazy. <laughs> Fascinating. <Huh>. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Eat the rich. Eat on a Mister Peanut. Yeah. Eat that Eat fucking a peanut. Self. Uh, uh, self. He's just full of lies. He's not a nut whatsoever. And he seems like he's pretty big, so you could, I mean, just make uh, peanut butter for days. Why not, right? Yeah. Mash him. Mash him. Mash him. That's what I say. I like it. I like it. Okay, now, let's move on to maybe a healthier side of things. Oh, oh, oh. Who says green that? Giant. that? Yeah. Green old giant right there, man. Now, is that? Okay. He promotes eating a veg. Is yeah, he himself a vegetable? you should. Right. He is green himself, and he has a little buddy named Sprout. He so, does, yeah. He's got that little dude, doesn't he? Yeah. I'm guessing if you bit into his legs, it would be like biting into a broccoli stalk, right? Okay. Here's what I wonder, though, because you ever had a green giant vegetable out of a can? Like any other can yeah. veg, it's a soggy-ass mess. Yeah, you Can don't that want guy that. even stand up on his own? Can he? Ooh. Oh, man. Do you think, like... You think in reality the green giant like he he is just like a soggy shriveled canned vegetable mess He's that they up, hide from saying. the public yeah, because yeah. like you know they <laughs> you need a strong leader like the green giant for people yeah. to look up to but you know he's aging so they got to hide him back there with his pickle brined ass face <laughs> He's wilted I've heard he's not been able to get it up for years <laughs> That thing is just soggy. Ho, ho, ho. Even Sprout is... Uh, Sprout died years ago. <laughs> they're covering it up. Yeah, they're covering it up. I think you might be right, man. You might be right. <laughs> I don't think he's as strong as he puts out. He's always putting out that image of strength. I think he's trying right. to hide that inside he's actually just mushy and soft. Oh, man. It's a shame. It's a shame. But yeah, I'm going to eat him, though. I mean, if I have to, you know, sure. if I have to, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn my nose up at a canned veg, but I would much rather have, have, a, have me a freshie, you know? Yeah. Something with for some sure. fortitude. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna eat that soggy old fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna eat that <laughs> soggy old fuck he said about the green giant. Again, what other podcasts are you guys listening to? <laughs> yeah, what, what is the point? In listening Why to another bother? podcast, we are about clearly talking about the movie Fresh, which is the title <laughs> of the episode. Yes, that's why you tuned in. Also, we're doing this right now. Charlie Tuna, Charles oh, Tuna, Charlie Tooney. Oh man, Ch- Charles. Charles. 
Charles uh, Tuna Buttress, I believe his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love I love fresh tuna. Yeah. I'm assuming Charlie himself is, is still alive and not in a can. Ooh, he'd be like some some sashim if you just fucking gnawed into him, huh? Yeah, so that's like great, but <laughs> I just imagine myself like double arm shoving him into a vat of soy sauce <laughs> and then just like going in teeth <laughs> first <laughs> on him. <laughs> Get you're over just, here. You're just putting a bib on. <laughs> <laughs> it's very vicious. It's savage, yeah. but it will be delicious if he is. Yeah, absolutely. A tuna. I I love tuna. Uh, I do. I do imagine it's a possibility that inside of of Charles Tuna is just canned tuna. In which case, I uh, hmm, that's nightmarish, frankly. <sighs> yeah, I, I listen like because can like tuna. Uh, it's one of those things full of protein. It's got good fats, etc. Got so all it's the mercury like it, in it. it <laughs> You're gonna need it's that for your future developments. A lot of mercury, good for you. Um, but it, it is one of those things that, like, when you're trying to build muscle or whatever and, and diet, it's you know it, it's a good thing to go to because it's simple. But then every time I do it, I'm like, I hate this. I yeah, canned like tuna is awful. It doesn't taste good. Even the pouch tuna, like even like the the more quality it's not the, tuna, it's not good. It's, no, uh-uh. it's just not good. So. If that is the case, no. But I am gonna, you know, I'm gonna like a shark. I'm gonna give a little test nibble to see what it tastes like. <laughs> I'm thinking that basically you just described yourself as being Steve in Fresh, where you're just gonna keep Mister Tuna alive and chained up to a wall and just yes. cut bits off of him and yes. keep him alive, cauterize the wounds, and just gnaw on him for a while. <laughs> hey, why don't you stop this, Charlie? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think that's probably the strategy, honestly. If you can keep them alive and get the most out of them, keep yeah. that sashimi plant a going. Why not? Yeah, man. I think I think you know. You, at the very least, he's he's big enough for several meals, even sure. if you can't keep him alive. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I, that, right. yes, food ass person for sure. <laughs> that yeah, fappable, total yeah. fap. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you know about maybe a bird and tropical fruits? Ooh. Talking about a toucan, Sam? You gonna fucking chew down on that burb or what? <sighs> well, I don't, I don't know if toucan is something people eat a lot. Is I it? don't know if it'd be good. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I like to eat a lot of birds though. And I okay, I loved Fruit Loops as a kid, but I have had them as an adult and been disappointed. They're not the same anymore. Dude. They're not. I think they're they're less flavorful. I think they and Apple Jacks both don't taste as good as they used to. I will say, though, Kate recently got some kind of... I have to fucking find it uh, and show you the label. But it's some kind of like natural ass... You know, it's like an Annie's or some kind of organic brand, Fruit Loop. And she said it tastes uh-huh. like what Fruit Loops used to taste like. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So fucking, I'm intrigued. I Because they're not the Fruit same Loops, anymore. Yeah. They're not, yeah, and and if Toucan Sam tastes like Fruit Loops, like old Fruit Loops, not old Fruit Loops in that they're aged, but yeah. <laughs> the, the older taste, fuck yeah, I'd eat the shit out of Toucan Sam. I just, just don't know how much meat there'd be milk. on that bird, you know? Like, there yeah. might not be a whole lot of usable fucking, fucking yeah. proteins on that guy. They're pretty yeah, little things. aren't that big, are they? I mean, they got those big noses, but otherwise they're just kind of normal-sized birds? I don't Mostly know. Maybe beak, they're gigantic. Yeah. 
whole lot of beak. Maybe he'd be good to make stock out of. Ooh, yeah, you get a lot of that collagen out of that beak. <laughs> little toucan, little toucan stock. Talking about making a soup out of Toucan Sam's body. New subject. New topic. Okay, yes. I do think that might be really good. Now that Could you be say good. It. Yes. What about a Tony Tiger? Are you gonna are you gonna oh, fucking man. eat the frosted flake tiger daddy? I mean, okay, so He's a hunk. He's ripped. Yeah, and, and and he's a tiger. So like I don't know how I'm gonna get to the point of eating him. I guess Listen, he I'm dies old to, age or something. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like lay out a trap or something, and I'm gonna feel terrible about that. Uh but I'm gonna do it. Uh cause uh gotta get me a taste of tiger meat. Shit, lay out a trap, lay out a thirst trap for that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'll do. I'll do because I'm assuming that that Tony the Tiger is bi. I'm thinking that. I don't know why. Really? The, yeah, listen, the ascot. I don't know. Is that it? Like, he's got that. Not, not ascot, a kerchief. He's got that, like, kerchief going. Like, he's got okay, a little fast, yeah. fashion panache to him. He does. Uh, it's true. And he's also, like, you know, fit. He is. He's very fit. I think he's the most handsome of the serial mascots. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, wh- uh, who, who's he competing with? Captain Crunch, uh, Cornelius Crunch. I mean, come on. I mean, okay. First, he is a captain, so that's he has. Rank. You know, he's got he's got uh, this command going on. He's an older gentleman. Maybe maybe that's something somebody's into. Uh, oh, uh, you know, the Lucky Charms guy. He's got an accent mm-hmm. at least. That's charming. It's true. That yeah. is charming. And a pot of gold. Oh. He's got money. He's got money. <laughs> he you do. <laughs> You do need to stay away from his cereal. He's gonna get angry about that. But ooh man, yeah, uh, yeah. But other than that, I wonder if I, when you put Captain Crunch in your mouth, if he tears up your gums like a cereal does. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you wake up the next day and your mouth oh is just God. aching, and you're like, "Oh, it's because I had Captain Crunch in here last night." Damn. Jesus Christ! <laughs> now uh, listen. Now we need to see Captain Crunch unzipping his pants and saying. <laughs> I'm going to tear up your mouth. <laughs> yeah, dude. That thing is rough. That thing's calloused over is the problem. Jeez. You know? Well, yeah, yeah. He's been at sea, and of course, he's, he likes to suntan with his dick out. Listen, he's been at sea just fucking Peter mouthing anything he can. Peter mouthing? <laughs> what? <laughs> they got barnacles on it, for all we know. Damn. Oh, Jesus. Oh, shit. Oh, I feel, I feel so much just... I don't know how to describe it. There's somebody listening right now who <laughs> was like, oh, I liked that movie Fresh, and it, it really had like a lot to say about <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, what women have to deal with and the dating scene and whatnot. And they're sitting through over an hour of two <laughs> assholes deciding if Tony the Tiger is bisexual. Uh, and if Captain Crunch's dick is really rough in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's the entire show. So I hope you like it. <laughs> you're still listening. You could have turned this off at any we'll time. We'll get to fresh and it'll be great. And we'll be like, there was a timestamp for you to begin with, dude. We Why told didn't you, you earlier. That? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, oh. Back to Captain Crunch's rough dick. <laughs> <laughs> How did the most foodable people turn into this i don't know but listen it makes all the sense in the world are we gonna eat captain crunch's dick 
what? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna rough the roof of your mouth up. I'll tell you that. Oh, I, I imagine maybe you just you peel that skin off and you like you like pork cracklings. Oh, oh my God, chicharrones! <laughs> the chicharrone <laughs> dick of Captain Crunch. Holy shit! <laughs> Captain Crunch. Okay. Oh God. All right. It. Why not? Maybe Ew. it is. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. Now, this is one that I, I could see as being almost like a jigsaw type scenario. Okay. okay? So I'm like, I'm just imagining jigsaw is like, um, you spent your life robbing the world of people that wanted just to eat their cookies. Mm-hmm. And now okay. you're a dog on the run from the cops. You deserve to be consumed the way you consumed the cookies, cookie crisp dog. <laughs> That's a jigsaw. Uh, bringing it back into the horror realm here, you know? So I'm working on it. Gonna, it's going to be dried out chunks of dog and milk? <laughs> I guess so. You are what you eat, cookie crisp dog. He like, he like waterboards them with milk, I think, is what's going oh, no. on. Okay, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah, so are we going to eat the cookie crisp dog? And I don't think I could. I mean, even, yeah. even if he is a criminal or no, whatever, I, I mean, care. he's still a dog. Listen, dogs dogs can't commit crimes, okay? I don't they think don't so. know the law. So the the reality is he's just robbing banks without like really knowing what he's doing. He's being a good boy. So Yeah. I yeah, I'm not going to eat the cookie nah. crisp dog. I don't Mm-mm. care how you serve him. Mm-mm. No, I'll tell you what Mm-mm. though. I bet a um, a nice coney, a nice rabbit cooked up with some some fruity um, mm. uh, drizzles, some sauce accompaniments would be pretty fine. Mm, so okay. I'll probably I'll probably eat on a tricks rabbit. I don't get oh a fuck. man, yeah yeah, a little little, little uh, that rabbit meat with maybe yeah like a, a raspberry reduction or something. A little coolie on top, something kind of cover in there, up some you know? of that gaminess. I got you. I bet it'd be good. Okay. Yeah. Trix Rabbit sounds great. I'm going to eat the Trix Rabbit 100%. Wood Fap. Wood Fap. <laughs> Wood Fap. Wood Fap. Uh, ben, <laughs> there's one that you mentioned before that we got to get to, buddy. Okay. And, uh, I, you know, he, he, we're getting out of the realm of, of cereals. But what about. Of all the McDonald's mascots, and there were a ton, <laughs> only one of them was a food person, and that was Mayor McCheese. Okay, I will correct you. There were also the little French fry people. Well, okay, they were called fry guys, but they weren't. They, it was like confetti coming off of them, not actual fries. Like his we're, head is a fucking they, cheeseburger. You know? His head is a burger <laughs> that just invites you. It's like, hey, eat my head. Yes, Mayor McCheese please. says. Yeah, what's now, the rest of them? Face though, I don't know. <laughs> and, and like, what's his body like? Like, if you take a a bite of the head, you're gonna be like, yeah. oh, a cheeseburger time. But like, yeah, you bite into some of that leg meat. What is it? Is it just ground beef? What's going on? Are there bones okay. in it? Are there bones in the burger? Is there a skull in there? Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, is that what keeps the shape? This is like H.R. Giger stuff for sure. Yuck. Yeah, now it's gross. Ooh, but what if... Th- maybe this makes it better. What if it's a growth <laughs> off of his head? <laughs> 
so there's yeah, like that a does make it better, Steve. Yeah, head there and growing as like a cancerous tumor type of thing is a, <laughs> is a fucking cheeseburger head. Maybe it just that keeps regrowing. <laughs> wow, I don't know if that's better or worse. And, and again, I'm, I'm thinking either. of of the anatomy here as far as the skull inside of that thing. Like, yeah, is it a normal human skull with this growth coming out all around it, three sixty? Right. Or is, like, the skull hamburger-shaped? And maybe he has, like... Maybe his life is, like, really hard. Like oh, the fucking man. elephant man, and he has to sleep guy, sitting yeah. up and stuff. You know, like yeah. He has to, like, physically hold his head up and shit. Oh, man. Poor Mayor McCheese. I might eat him just to put him out of his misery. <laughs> <laughs> just like Michael Jackson did with the elephant man. Yeah, he ate it. That's why right? nobody that ever seen it. He ate it. <laughs> exactly like that. Wow. Yeah, actually, that sounds fair. Yeah, you just go to Mayor McCheese. He's probably crying, you know. Uh, well, he's probably also in, corrupt, he's, dude. I mean, he's a high-ranking political official. He's probably corrupt as shit. He's thinking about all his sins well, the, that he committed to get to being the mayor. There's literally nobody catching the Hamburglar. Like, they wow. just hang crime out. Crime is rampant. Yeah. Crime, crime is rampant. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, this guy, he he's, he's taking bribes because he doesn't care. He's like, fuck my life. You know, fuck everybody else's. Why doesn't everybody else have a cheeseburger for a head? You know? <laughs> it's just me. Damn. Just me. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, maybe you go to him uh, some night and you just say like, hey, buddy, I know your life is hell. Um, I'm going to eat your head. You Let's know? end this. Let's take Let's care of this. <laughs> just end this. I'm going to eat your head. <laughs> I think he'd go for it. Yeah, he'd be like, "All right, goodbye, cruel world." <laughs> goodbye, cruel world. That's the note he leaves. Yep. <laughs> he just closes his eyes one last time and lets you just start go. eating his head. <laughs> Fappable. Yeah, that's a food ass person. Yeah, a sad fap though. It would be you know. the saddest fap. Yeah, you're probably saddest right. He's fap. food ass. He's fap. had a he's had a tough life, man. He's a real citizen Kane, that Mayor McCheese. <laughs> You know, as, as he dies, he's just like Rosebud, and it has no. <laughs> there's no meaning. No. You just you ate into the right part of his brain that remembered that movie. <laughs> yeah, cognitive function has Rosebud. ceased at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you're full. You're happy. Yeah. So at least somebody's happy here. Food is people, Steve. <laughs> this is, How about that? I just think we're like we're either in. I don't know, like the height of our creative genius or the Oof. depth of uh, our like dearth of creativity. It's hard to tell. Like it frankly yeah. gets hard to tell at some it point. It does. It real does. It really does. I really hope, like you know, because cause as somebody that makes stuff and puts it out on the internet, like I I like reading feedback about the stuff that I make. Like I like you know checking out reddit threads that people have started like oh ben's youtube channel whatever right i like seeing what people think about my work it doesn't Uh it doesn't matter that much to me but i just like reading it Uh uh-huh i just really wonder if like the director of this movie is just like i'll check out some podcasts to see what people think about my movie what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) what is this first off hi uh welcome hi thanks thanks for staying here Yeah. yeah Support us on Patreon, um, I guess. I don't know. I yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I, I do know that uh, that that was the perfect intro to this movie, which is 
a great film about about how hard it is to uh deal with uh, patriarchy and dating men in the current climate and getting also eaten. about uh you know consumption and women's bodies and all sorts of good things um but you know it, the best way to intro that is to talk about the foodist people <laughs> I guess so. So that's what yeah. we did, and uh, we're going to talk about. I'll be talking about Fresh from 2022, dude. This movie really flew under the radar. Like I, I feel like this is one of those ones that just got lost in the old COVID shuffle, where it's like, what? Where is this movie? Did it come out in theaters? Did it just stream? Did I see posters for it anywhere? Probably not. I don't know. It's got some like major actors and shit in there that have been in billion dollar movies, but somehow I just didn't hear about hmm. this thing yeah i, I mean uh, i i remember when it came out um i saw a good bit about it on twitter and i i watched it around then and when and whenever i watched it, i watched it with uh with emily and anna and uh it was it was interesting because i i'll i'll tell this now and we'll talk about the full ramifications but when I watched it then, some things kept annoying me, and I didn't know why. Yeah. I rewatched it and muted every time someone's eating and loved <laughs> the movie. Now, why would you do that? You don't want to hear these people just Dude, chomping and smacking on some stuff. Was, I didn't realize how much it was irritating me and how much it was making me just dislike everything that was happening. I think it's valid and we'll talk about like why you would you would do those things. I think it's it's a a personal problem for me and probably some other people. Uh but just every single mouth sound and chewing sound and scraping fork against teeth and all that stuff it, okay, it dude. Put me on yes. such an edge that I couldn't enjoy the film the first I'm time I watched like it. I'm not like ultra touchy about that. I know a lot of people I'm, are, I'm and that's totally understandable. Either. But like the thing that really got me about this is all the times that people would, you know, put a, a bite of food in their mouth with a fork, and you get that metal on teeth sound. Nobody that is does just, that. Dude, who the fuck eats like that? Like, I need to scrape this fork across my teeth. Yeah. Nobody does that, right? Yeah. I, I mean, and the reasoning for it, I mean, the, the close, uh, starting on close-ups of mouths in a lot of scenes and stuff like that, the reasoning for it is really about, you know, one of the central themes of this movie about uh, consumption of women's bodies and, and how yeah. women are, are looked at as essentially meat. Consumable, um, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, uh, it really does, like, it gets worse as it goes, as it approaches the climax the noises get louder and more like uh suffocating i would say <laughs> like yeah visceral yeah yeah so it's like a it's a real good uh choice for anybody who's not going to be just completely disgusted by it but i will say effective. if you watch yeah. this movie and that like really irritated you and you ended up not liking the movie go through when, when you're watching when they start eating just mute it have have the captions on read the captions it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that those bits just set me on so like such a <laughs> terrible edge, man. <laughs> you didn't want to fucking go on a mukbang rampage after you <sighs> watch this. Well, that's the thing is I I think this this actually is um this is something that that uh 
isn't being invented here by Mimi, Mimi Cave. We've seen it in other movies, but I would call it ASMR horror, where they use sound like that that some people actually find pleasant for some weird fucking reason, but they use it to drive you a little bit nutty to make oh, yeah. you feel a little bit on edge and it's real effective to the point of like making me too on edge but well i'll tell you this like you know in the movie as as people are eating people and they're describing how you know it's like oh the taste is it's indescribable it's completely different than what i was imagining like you can't convey the flavor of something through a movie but by conveying those mouth sounds and reactions that's about the closest you can put the audience in terms of like understanding what these characters are eating at that time yeah that's the closest you can do to putting the the audience in the in the seat you know what i mean of of understanding what is going on in these characters mouths (laughs) i don't know if you've ever bitten into a a little slice of crostini with something on it and it sounds like you just stepped on a huge pile of chicken bones <laughs> crunch but that's what it sounds like when they're eating that pate it's just like <laughs> what in the fuck is happening uh it is turbo <laughs> gross you know it is but um it, it, it again it's it's effective in what it's actually trying to do so that's Very. not a problem that the movie has that yeah, is a problem reaction. i had it, it worked as intended yes absolutely um but yeah, I, I saw this movie back, uh, you know, I guess in... Because it, it hit Hulu, I think, immediately. I don't think it went to theaters. Oh. So um, it, it's been on Hulu since March. And um, I saw it probably around then. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. Despite the fact that I was kind of irritated by the end, by all that mm-hmm. stuff sort of accumulating, uh, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And so when... Uh, this got drawn i was very interested to get back to it and watching it again i was like man this is so fucking well done it is for a movie yeah. that is like almost two hours it is a breeze yes it, it has so many themes well explored it does a good job of knowing when to be blunt when to just say what you're trying to say and not even try to hide any sort of message because you know your audience and you know some of that audience doesn't get subtext, so you just say aloud what you're trying yeah, to fucking just say. Say it out fucking loud. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the char- the characters are well written. The acting is great. The directing is great. Fucking cinematography is great. Like, this not a lot to complain about. Yeah, this is a movie that like now that I've watched it for the show and really looked into it, it's like man, 2022 has been a fucking banger of a year for movies. I was thinking about that too, dude. It's Horror like, dude, movie fucking. Yeah, like fucking X, uh, yes. Black Phone was Pearl. okay, Pearl, Barbarian. I nope. had totally forgotten that uh, uh, the fucking Northman came out this year. Right, yeah. So Man, much good shit. Nope so is in there too. Stuff. Holy yeah. shit. What a year for horror this has been. Yeah, I and and I think this is right up there with, with um, some of the others that we just named. I mean, I love X. I could watch X over and over and over, and I couldn't watch this over and over and over. Agreed, yeah. It's not one that I'll go to to watch for fucking, you know, for, for fun by any means. Right, but it's so fucking well done and so, like, so interesting and, and definitely has its own voice and stuff. Um, I, I think, like, it, it 
it's probably like from my from my experience of watching it with with Anna and Emily I think it it really does with uh, a woman writer and a woman director it has a really good understanding of a a woman audience yeah and right is is doing stuff that appeals to their sense of of fear and horror and also their sense of fun and, and, and stuff like that. So, like, Emily really yeah. loved this movie. And Emily is a person who hates mouth sounds and, like, food noises and stuff. She didn't even notice them in yeah, watching Kate this loved movie. this movie, too, man. Yeah. Um, it is definitely... Hey, man, it's just a chick flick. You know what I well, mean? It's definitely not that. But it is. I mean, that that <laughs> it, it's definitely not, like, trying to pander to the idea of what a woman is. It's really, like... Uh, giving um, a more accurate rendition of a woman's real experience. I would um, say that, like, in terms of tone and feel, it's somewhere in between... I'll say something recently, like like men. Oh, yeah, men also came out this year. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, I, I still haven't watched that. I wanted to watch it before this, because I know they're probably similar in, in themes. There's some um, similar stuff. It's like men plus... I think Raw that came out several years Ooh, ago. Raw. I loved Raw. Dude, yeah. now I'm telling you, I was reading some IMDb reviews of, of Fresh last night, and people uh-huh. are like, it's so disgusting. And I'm like, dude, don't you watch Raw. Raw. <laughs> you yeah. should not watch Raw. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Like, this movie has some some pretty gross stuff in it, but it does, nowhere for sure. near Raw. This, I mean, uh, this has some shit. stuff that I couldn't even look at. Like, the when they're eating uh, the boob. Oh, that so was gross. gross. To me. But it, it was like accurate too. That was the gross part. Is it really did look like mammary glands and stuff? Yeah. And like, oh fuck. Oh god. That's so gross. Yeah. And, and again, like the way that they they portray the food and shoot the food mm-hmm. really gives you an idea of of like texture of like mouth yeah. feel. You know, to yeah. use that that cursed word. Like He's got the way that, that like, they show the food is is really really. Uh, descriptive to the viewer in this. Yeah, he's got that like cured like thigh. It's like an Iberico ham on his. Yeah, thighs. yeah, yeah. He's just like he cuts off a little Shaving bit. Shaving it, it it's off. Like I can almost taste it when he Oof. when he put because the texture is like right like so beautifully shot. It's like you can almost feel it salty and falling apart in your mouth. Really I'll well, say though, man. That shot fucking- film. Uh, the the taglietta that the fucking noodles that he made that he put that Ooh. meatball on those noodles yeah. looked choice uh, and when he, yes and when he like uh, when he uh, grated the parmesan on you could see Ooh. it kind of like dancing Trivelin. oh oh ah. man yeah this maybe is- <laughs> I, I might push the meatball off but I I'd fucking chow down on that nude that that fucking cannibal made oh man. yeah it looked I- good. I, I really think like they did a good job of making the food look so tasty when you know what it is and when you're like you're not on his side by the point you're seeing stuff like that um Mm -hmm. but it's also just like damn that does look good looks enticing (laughs) yeah Yeah. totally yeah Uh, i think they do a good job with this too of letting our our protagonist there kind of fill in the blanks for for Steve, for what he does and who he is, where, you know, like he's got some like suspicious lines early in the movie where he's like, oh, I don't eat animals. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, no, yeah. Not that I don't eat meat. This is a two watcher for sure, because watching it through a second time, he indicates a few times what he's up to. 
And there's also times, too, where she fills in the blanks, where she's like, what do you do for a living? And he's like, I'm a... Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Surgeon. Yeah. He says uh, reconstructive surgery or something. She's like, oh, plastic surgery? And he's like, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh It's like, she fills in a lot of the blanks for him, and he just kind of goes with it. Yeah. I I think it's great, because the movie opens on her on this terrible date with with this guy chad with chad of course it's chad the fucking worst yeah his fucking scarf dripping into that food made me angry (laughs) his fucking scarf made me angry that was enough that that dude um man he he like not only is is he like in no way contributing to the date um, he's also just a complete asshole to her and then is a complete he asshole sucks. to the server. Like he's the worst. Um, oh dude. Yeah. The movie started off just fucking irritating me where I'm like this fucking guy, please don't be in the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then like, here's the thing that I think I can be corrected on for sure. But I, I feel like when we then meet Sebastian Stan, uh, Steve slash Brendan, I believe is his, his actual name or whatever. Yeah. Um, when we meet him, he is charming enough. He's not super charming. He's good looking and he is charming in any way. She hasn't met anyone anywhere near that level, basically. Yeah. And that made me i think that's intentional and it made me sad that yeah the he's dating the bare game, minimum of yeah. being just like oh <laughs> a human that's not yeah. telling me i should be more feminine and dress right. like jackie kennedy or just sending me random dick pics unsolicited <sighs> it's like exactly like and, and dude it's like as as somebody that has you know uh female friends and family that are you know our age and in the dating pool and they're like the bare minimum of what it takes to be like, I guess I'll go on a date with you. God is pathetic, dude. Ben, do it really better. is. Do it better. Is. Do better. Yes, guys, do better. <laughs> like what the hell? Um, but yeah, I think I think it's intentional that he is not. He's not like the most charming guy in the world. He's just charming enough um he's too forward yeah he's immediately like can i get your number and i'm like fuck no i wouldn't i I wouldn't give some stranger my number but you're right it's like he's the bare minimum slightly better than these other chodes that she's been talking to so it's like ah whatever i'll take a chance yeah and as we get to know him like um you know you see that he's just this very egotistical, very uh, detached from human emotion type of guy. He he um, he's kind of sexy Patrick Bateman because like he has personality, unlike Patrick Bateman. Like he he's got something, but it really is all just show. He's not he's not really at at his depth. He's not really an interesting or deep person. He's just a, a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. And I, I got the Patrick Bateman vibe, too. And I wonder how much of that was his, you know, obvious, you know, psychopath behavior, or it was just the 80s music thing that made me go, oh, Patrick Bateman. Like, I, I think it's kind of curious that they went I with think, the 80s music thing for him. I think that was an intentional choice. I think, like, to make this Patrick Bateman-style character and show his victims as humans and banding against him and... To not give any room for anyone to think he's the hero, as we talked about in our American Psycho episode, like some people 
misunderstand American Psycho. Maybe intentionally, maybe just because they're dumb. But yeah. uh, maybe I think maybe it was just a way of being like, okay, Patrick Bateman, but he is superficially charming, and also there's no room, no wiggle room for thinking he's the good guy. Hmm. But yeah, it, it's uh, it is uh, yeah. The music thing was kind of maybe what stuck out to me first that made me think Patrick Bateman because yeah, he's dancing around to uh, fuck. What was it? Like obsession. obsession yeah, shit, he's dancing yeah. around to obsession, which is definitely something I think Patrick Bateman wouldn't like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's too a question pop, mark. Too polished. Yeah, but also I think because this is set in two thousand twenty, whatever or 2019 or whenever it said it's it's modernish times um i i think like if patrick bateman were there he would not be happy to be listening to a song from the 80s because you got to keep up with the like newest thing so he would definitely not be listening to obsession at all that's like true patrick he'd be bateman. dancing around to some uh some imagine dragon or something right <laughs> he would that's exactly it Actually, I think he'd probably be dancing around to maybe some Maroon 5, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Kate showed me some tweet earlier that somebody put out that, like, said, Adam Levine looks like he walked into a tattoo parlor and said, I would like tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Which he does. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else pointed out he looks like a Chipotle bag. <laughs> Chipotle yeah. bag. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like, amazing. Uh, the thing is, like, you got a guy like Pete Davidson who's also covered in stupid tattoos. Yes. But, like, he, there's a sense of, like, adventure and whimsy to his. Like, I think I, I saw a picture of it. And I think it counted. He had, like, six overlapping stupid tattoos. Oof. Like, they just weren't. It was like, it, it was just like, I'll just put a tattoo where there's already this tattoo here. I'll put his other tattoo like right next to it. It's like just, just like I don't know, pure chaos shit. And it's like, yeah, but at least he th- there's like some character to that. Whereas Adam Levine, it's just like there, I'll take that. Yeah, I mean that's how I put fucking stickers on my like pedal board case. Not how right. I put things on my body <laughs> yes, forever. It's real dumb. <laughs> I agree with that. Whatever. If it makes you happy, I mean, clearly, like yeah. young people think this is sick because young people all have this. Right. <laughs> I'm just a total fucking tattoo boomer where I'm like, I don't know, make them look cool. Like you had some sort of theme or intent going on. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Just That's be, just me. Just get tattoos to be cool. Come on, Ben. You don't want like to be a dork, do you? No. I'm kind of thinking about getting some tats soon, man. I think I oh, need yeah? to get tatted, you know? You gonna do, you going to go in and say, give me tattoos? I think I'm going to get fucking <laughs> toucan Sam in a stock pot. <laughs> <laughs> You know? I love it. Yes. Why not? That sounds great. But yeah, he's so, definitely got like a Patrick Bateman kind of vibe about right. him. Um, a, a total cold-blooded sociopath who catches women and keeps them alive and cuts pieces off of them and sells the meat to some sort of secret society. This is never exactly explained. And I'm okay. glad it's not. Yes and no. So... I think it's cool that it's just like, yeah, this is the 1% of the 1%, and it shows right. that like collage of like businessmen and politicians and shit like eating this meat. But then it also like ties it in with this like satanic 
uh, yeah, goat's okay. head sigil, and I'm like, don't go throwing the Satanist under the bus here, guys. Right. Come on. It should be a Christian symbol. I mean, cannibalism is at the, the heart of Christianity, so... right. Just uh, make it a Christian symbol. Also, all the, all the super ultra wealthy elites claim to be Christians. So uh, makes more sense. Yeah, makes more sense, right? I don't but know yeah, about that. That's like I, one of the small like that seems that just kind of like low hanging fruit to be like, oh, it's the evil devil worshippers that are cannibals. Yeah. Like you didn't really need to throw that into the mix here, did you? No, it it, it would have been better without that. It it, it should have just been you know mysterious and no real association with. With something so, I I mean it's low hanging fruit, honestly. Like you said, like yeah, it's real easy to just blame Satanists. You know, uh, boring. Yeah, uh, and again, honestly, like, and I have to fucking go on record as saying, like, we're not we're not trying to simp up to any religion as being more favorable than any other. No. <laughs> like honestly, they're even, all terrible. <laughs> yeah, even Satan worship is is silly and stupid frankly well it's opinion. supposed to be that that's exa- i mean well it kind depends on point, i yeah. don't remember which one there's there's one that kind of treats it seriously and then the other that it's like that the purpose is that it is all pretty ridiculous well yeah they yeah, just treat people good levian versus luciferian yada yada yeah. yada mm-hmm. you know but like ultimately it's like i'm not i'm not you know doing favors to any religion over another right but I'm just saying, it seems kind of stupid to be like, it's the devil worshippers eating people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, it, it is It is dumb. I don't like that. That That is, like, one of the few quibbles I have. Like, they're just small things throughout. But I, I think largely, like, you've got this uh, obvious theme about, like, how uh, there there's seemingly an expectation with these uh, different women characters of... of um, like helping each other and kind of working together. Like, of course, yeah. uh, with uh, you know uh, Molly and and Noah, they're they're friends, so that's going on. But then you know Noah and Penny bond through their trauma, and Molly does something that I think a lot of you know a lot of us who love horror are watching Molly go talk to the wife, and we're like, don't do that because we know it's not going to go well. She's Luthan, yeah. Yeah, but real world, you find out your husband's cheating. You know, the the person who's telling you your husband's cheating, the expectation is that you're going to then be able to work on the same side because he's in the wrong. Right, Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then like her, you know, I, I do have a little quibble with her calling the phone before she's out the door. She should have waited till she was out of the door and called the phone. You'd still hear the phone ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's true. a little that's quibble. But I again, I think she's thinking real world like I can just confront him and that's going to be good. His wife will have my back and she doesn't right. have his back, have her back because she is uh, working with him. Now, right. that's a that's an interesting thing angle. To untwist <laughs> yeah because like I, I thought this entire thing was gonna be like okay this dude is running this meat trafficking fucking organization and he has this you know this double life where he has this home life with a wife and kids right. and shit and none of them know anything about this and then you find out not only is she in on it too but she's also afraid of being replaced well yeah she's afraid of being replaced I didn't catch this. 
until yeah. uh, you know, my, my wife, my woman I am watching this with is like, oh, yeah, that's what's going on. I was like, oh, oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Women love it when you call them my woman. But my yes. woman. You're right. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, there. she's definitely not only worried about being replaced, but we have to talk about her position overall. Anna is, um, I, I'm guessing, a previous victim of his. Because he has a box of stuff like he has for all the other victims of Anna's stuff. She finds and it at the end. she's missing a is, leg. Right. And she's missing a leg. So there's he has this box, which is an indication that he does intend to kill her at some point. Um, and, and I didn't also, even think about that, but yeah. Right. Ooh. <laughs> but also, she she is clearly connected to all this that's going on, too. Like, she's well aware of it. Like, she she's telling the bodyguard guy or whatever what to do uh, and tells him to get the the you know uh steve's body on ice yeah she has s- no emotion when she finds his fucking corpse like she's just like yeah. oh well let's get him on ice like initially whenever that happened i was like for what and then i was like oh so she so can, can fucking sell, sell the meat. meat yeah um and and also like so it's clear that she did what noah's doing but noah was playing him to kill him like, she says she wants to hurt him, and Penny says, it's all I think about. They yeah. want to hurt and kill him. That's their ultimate goal. Whereas Anne's uh, uh, ultimate goal clearly was, you know, get into a position where he trusts you. And then once she got there, she was like, well, this is pretty nice. He's He's got a lot of money. He's, you know, got this nice house. Like, I'll just go with this. So her thing was end, like, I need to stay in his favor, seems to yeah. be her position. Right, and and that's understandable, because she is under threat of death. Like, Anne can easily be seen as just full villain, but, like, she's in a position where what's she gonna do? Leave? Right. How? Yeah. Um, but she is clearly then, like, gone, gone whole hog into this, and that's the problem. Like, she has not looked for a way. She sees him dead... She, and and maybe, you know, when she tells the bodyguard to take him and put him on ice, this is a time she can go now and help the other girls and be like, okay, we can all escape now. But no, <laughs> she goes and tries to kill Noah. Uh, and, and it's jealousy still driving that. But also, it's it's probably you fucked up a lot of our business associations now because you killed the doctor, the one who gets the meat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's complicated. And then whenever, is, you know, yeah. Molly comes across this, the friend comes across this and bashes her head in with that shovel. <laughs> and she's like, bitches like you are the problem. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the, the film, that that is a time where the film is saying kind of something very overt that basically the women who buy into the patriarchy are... are the problem I, I would say you know getting it part of the problem because it's not it's not saying that the man who was killing women by cutting off pieces of their meat wasn't the problem right yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah but, no it, it is not just shifting the blame entirely on no but um, it is it is saying like this is an issue like there there are women who need to uphold these things to maintain their status and position well, again, it's like you dude, can't fucking, trust a rich white woman. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, yeah. like at this point in the movie and at this point in 
society. Like Anne was Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's helping out. She's a part of it. She she's you know? yeah, she's not innocent uh just because she may have been a victim as well. Right. Yeah. 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 But yeah, the, I I I think it's I think it's important to understand the depth of Anne while still recognizing no, yeah, she the movie is saying she's a problem. She's not like she she was a victim, but as a victim, one can't use that as an excuse to then be evil and victimize. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it, it's a tough line that this movie crosses over for sure, man. Right. And yeah. I, I got to tell you, man, like everybody's performances I thought were fucking killer. Yes. Like there were some yeah. there were some familiar faces in here. I mean, obviously I think Sebastian Stan is uh-huh. is probably Soldier. the biggest name. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, whether you know him from yeah, Winter Soldier or fucking Tommy and Pamela or whatever you know him from. Hot Tub Time oh, yeah. Machine, obviously. Everybody's Wait, favorite he was Sebastian in that? Stan movie. Yeah, he's like the bad guy. It's been so long since I watched that. You I didn't should watch really it. It's like on it. HBO Max. That movie's yeah. funny. Yeah. Is it still good? Okay, maybe I just need to I watch it. Again. Maybe it in a while. Right yeah. But I think it is still fun. He's a great actor, and it was so fun seeing him play a baddie trying yeah. to disguise himself as a goodie in this. I thought that he did a really fucking awesome job. I mean, obviously, you know, seeing him as, as the Winter Soldier in the Marvel flicks, you know, he is treading that line a lot mm-hmm. of times where he does very bad things, but also okay things. But in this, where he's like, I'm outwardly appearing as a good guy so I can manipulate you and lure you into my trap. Right. I thought that he did a really good, really convincing job. He's a yeah. really killer actor. Oh, and he does a great job uh, in the moments where like he's like eerily uh, straightforward and calm in what's going on while she is like slowly realizing that she is stuck in this basement and like the, it's two really great performances going on there. Uh, oh, dude, yeah, their so dynamics with each other are great, man. Those yeah. two on camera together where, you know, she is, she, she falls into this role of manipulating him where Noah figures yes. out like, okay, Here's the things I can do and comply with and play his game to lure him into the trap yes. to gain his trust the same way that he lured me into his trap. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's really cool that ultimately she kind of gets some of that info from these like girly magazines that he leaves laying around from previous victims, obviously, who have left her notes in the, uh, in the magazine. Well, there's, there's the one note. Yeah, it's from, it's from Sorry. Uh, that basically says, like, you know, uh, if you're reading this, it's because he likes you. Stay strong. Keep fighting. Um, and we see later, like, when he she looks at that wall of, like, everybody, we see sorry in there. So, like, she apparently did something wrong. Like, she was getting on his good side, and then it went the wrong way. Which is kind of like, like, one... There's there's no exposition lines about the character I was just talking about. <laughs> there no. you see that thing in the magazine, so you read it real quick and you catch a flash of that on the wall. But that is the motivation really for her to know like okay, like this has to be the time because no matter what I do, like if I I I fuck up one time, I become her. So like this has to be the moment. I have to bite his dick off. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, dude! But she seduces like after that, she seduces him with the dance, right? Like he loves dancing. It's shown us like earlier, like him dancing around and and like you know listening to music loud, and they can hear him downstairs. Like she knows that the dance is gonna work to kind of lure him in, and uh, I don't know, man. I I really just loved the character development that they did with Noah throughout while not really saying a lot. I know. So right? much of it is just so subtle. Yeah. Well, and also too, it's just like the way that she figures out, like if I just feign interest into whatever this guy is into. Yeah. He's going to be putty in my hands. Right. Because, like, Hey, what does human meat yeah. taste like? Cause he seems yeah. to be way into it. Right. Yeah. Whenever all that stuff started happening, I was like, Holy shit. Is she being like Stockholm syndrome here? Like yeah. what the fuck is going on? But then when it cuts to her alone and she's like, she's throwing up, it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like, Oh, okay. All right. We're yeah. still on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. Good. <laughs> no, I was, I was with you there. I, the first time through, I was like, Oh no, is she is this gonna be like she's converted kinda to this and then Yeah. And luckily they do play out that idea, because that is an interesting idea. They play it out by giving us Anne. Uh but like yeah, that that I was kinda thrown until she was puking too. Oof, man. Yeah, dude, some of the gore and stuff in this, you were talking about the the, the dick biting scene earlier. <laughs> it's it's bloody, yeah. There's a lot of, like, results, not necessarily a lot of direct action. Yeah. Like, you don't mm-hmm. see, yeah, you know, her fucking tearing his dick off with her teeth or anything. Yeah. But it's like the the effects, the reactions are what we see, and they are they're very effective. They are. <laughs> very, very effective. Very effective. Even if it's effective. like one of the, the surgery scenes where, Ugh. you know, people are, are drugged and it's hazy and weird, and you just see the smoke from the cauterizing Ugh. going on. Yeah. Like... The way that it it tells you everything without telling you everything, I think, is extremely, extremely effective. More than just yeah. showing us everything point blank. I had a question, and, and it's another one of my potential quibbles, but I may be wrong. When he cuts off her butt, he just cuts off the fat, I guess. Right? Because... If somebody cuts off your your gluteus maximus, you you wouldn't be able to uh, like really walk with that leg, let alone dance. I would assume. Yeah, so I, I guess mean, definitely... it was just the fat. Maybe mm. more as a punishment and less as a I'm going to sell this meat because it, that's that's a quibble where it's like if he cut off like an actual big chunk of of that muscle she would not be able to do most of the stuff she does throughout the movie so that can't be the case (laughs) i would assume so i would assume yeah i mean it does show her like you know really like uh uh, like like laying down like on her stomach and stuff for several days and kind of crawling there for a while but yeah, you're right. If you cut off all the musculature there, yeah. you, know, you probably couldn't stand. So maybe, yeah, maybe you just took a, a bunch... Because when it shows it, it's just like, you know, you see the skin and stuff. He's taking it as like a big mound. So it could just be like a part of the muscle. Yeah. But yeah, it does show her like struggle with that. So it had to have been some muscle. Because like she's doing push-ups, but she's got that one leg up uh, on the other leg. Because, I mean, honestly, without... Your, your full glute muscle would be hard to do push-ups like you hit the, you'd just be sagging right there like you sure. wouldn't be able to like hold it up 
What do you think about the way that he like boxes up the the meat with like uh, personal artifacts and a photograph? Dude, the peop- and- yeah, the pe- like. I love that this movie has an ultimate villain that we don't really know anything about, but that they're disgusting. Like, yeah, right. They're just horrendous. Like the killer of the movie is not even the worst part of the movie. <laughs> uh, these people want to know there's a story and like be able to touch the items of the thing there. It's like, like I just don't. I can't get myself in that headspace, but it, it does a good job of like, you know, these are the 1% of the 1%. They want what they can't get, basically. And it's, it's, they're disgusting. And it, that is very effective, like, as a storytelling thing to establish that there are these horrendous people that are even worse than your killer. Yeah, I wish that I could say that, like, there's no way this happens. Oh, it happens. I'm positive of that, right? You know, like... I mean, they're involved in human trafficking, for sure. So, like... Somebody wants to eat they people eat in some there. people? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. People are That's awful. They really are. It's horrendous. Well, I mean... It's really just the people with all the power, though. So, like, what's that? A couple thousand people? We could beat them. It's not that hard. Let's go eat Mayor McCheese. Fuck that dude. (laughs) 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 I'll tell you what, though, man. Like, knowing that this movie... Okay, I'll say it this way. I think that this movie, in the hands of a less capable director, Mm could have been really bad and shitty yeah. and like honestly like wh- what what it kind of gave me vibes of every now and then as i was like man this could have given me american mary vibes where it's like i get what you're saying but this is kind of shit you know mm. in the hands of a less capable director and yet this is this director's like first film that's amazing yeah first feature length film that she's uh, directed uh, some short stuff, but yeah, it's the first feature length film. I think, um, it shows, yeah, like a clear, like a clear restraint in, in a lot of ways that is helpful in building the dread and the tension instead yeah. of having to show everything and be very explicit. I mean, that's, that's a type of movie and those can be very good, but this, this does a much, better job i think of being subtle with stuff that makes it a little bit scarier <laughs> like the fact that everything's not on front street leads you to imagine far worse things because we don't even yeah. know what happens with melissa but by the time they're eating her liver you know she's dead Ooh, man and she just like lost her mind in the other room like that yeah that's we don't brutal. see that yeah, and, yeah, the and fact like, that you yeah. never see her makes it more grim to me. Exactly. Yes, and, and yes, in the hands of a lesser director, they show her and make her do like body contortions and shit, and like have stuff written all over the walls or whatever. Just exactly, yeah, this, man. You don't you don't show that, but it leads your imagination to be like, holy fuck, I can't even imagine what's going on. For real, like imagine you make your first movie and it's this fucking good. make another one please yeah yeah please yeah i'll definitely be fucking watching man because i i really dug the vibe of pretty much everything i think the aesthetic of the movie is fucking 
gorgeous, man. The yeah. scenery, the the yeah. locations, the houses, the food, everything. It just All looks it. fantastic, man. Well, and we got to talk about the cinematographer who uh, worked on some films we've talked about in the past. Some stuff like, we like. Yeah, like uh, Hereditary and Midsummer. Uh, oh. Maybe you've heard of Pablo Pogorzewski. Pablo Pogorzewski. That's it. Uh, yeah, he's good. Um, he seems to be Ari Aster's go-to guy because he's going to be he's the cinematographer for Disappointment Boulevard, which is Ari Aster's yes. upcoming movie. Uh, and I was excited to see this that he is also the cinematographer for DC's Blue Beetle movie that I didn't even know was coming out. What? Uh, if you don't know Blue Beetle, uh, well, if you don't know newer Blue Beetle, Jaime Reyes. Um, uh, it, fucking great character. Awesome. I mean, not the older Blue Beetle's not cool, but the newer Blue Beetle is so fucking cool. And I'm very interested to see what a guy who's worked on this and Hereditary in Midsummer does with a comic book movie. No kidding, right? Yeah. Damn, so, man. Yeah, I, I think, though, like, he, he obviously, like, he has an eye, um, and he, he has a, a good vision and and obviously you've got a director who trusted him to to do um this very interesting i mean like so many of the shots like they will open on like tight shots of people's mouths eating and then like pull out to show us what they're eating and stuff and it's just like that's such a weird thing to do but it works so well at getting your mind constantly on this thing this like idea of consumption and eating and it it made it it makes me like kind of not want to eat like watching it makes (laughs) you feel kind of gross about eating meat in general right yeah Yeah, I, i get that man a lot of the cinematography and stuff in the shots reminded me of a lot of like late 60s early 70s stuff like Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate was saying it reminded her of like Barbarella with a lot of these shots, and I can totally oh, okay. see that. Even, even yeah. like the the credit sequence, which I, I love how the credits yeah, it was great. The titles drop like half an hour into the movie, yeah, thirty three minutes in, and now we get the the <laughs> the titles after um, she like passes out and stuff. Which I, I got to tell you, as somebody who was uh, who has just recently experienced their first uh, uh, drug tranquilization when I got Mosin teeth out. Yeah. It really is kind of like that. <laughs> like, they yeah. captured that really well on screen stuff where you're just like... kind of watery and blurry. Yeah. But you're trying to act like stuff is normal. I can't even... Mm-hmm. And, and God, this is fucking dark and fucked up, and I'm not even remotely joking around about this, but it's like, okay. I, I can't imagine, you know, like, like what I felt knowing I was about to get, you know, put under to get my necessary wisdom teeth removal surgery... I can't imagine having that happening to you and you weren't expecting it. Holy fuck. Yeah, um I have been drugged. Uh Oof. I yeah, I I I got a roofie that I think was meant for someone else. Um fucking sucks. So There was I think I mentioned it on the show like a couple couple weeks ago, but there was like a rash of some kind of UT hazing ritual going on. Um, earlier this year where it oh, was just no. like, hey, go go fuck somebody up. And like friends of mine in bands like were like, oh, somebody bought the band a round of shots and somebody would like fucking roofie roulette one of them just to fuck them up. Not to like rape them or anything, but just to fuck them up and get into some goddamn mm. fraternity. That shit's not funny. 
No, no, I um, I didn't know what was happening. It was terrible. I can't imagine, um, dude. I yeah. cannot imagine just going out like that. That's terrifying. But this yeah. is it's portrayed accurately in this. Yeah, yeah. I I think uh, they do a great job of the the building understanding of what's going on and him being so fucking glib about it and yeah, man, everything about <laughs> this movie and the way it builds tension and the way it also like it has humor throughout that never really fucks up the tone. Agreed. It never really felt out of place. Like this no. movie even though it's insanely dark and fucked up, I never felt like I was in the um you know just in the grime pit of just wallowing in depravity and disgusting stuff. But also yeah. I didn't feel like it was like oh they're just interjecting random wily humor into this fucked up movie to be edgy <laughs> like the tone of this movie i i thought was very well done yeah it dances it dances a fine line and brings humor that works every time and even ends humorously i did uh, like the ending a lot you up yeah by chad yeah <laughs> chad sends a text you up after she has just escaped from fucking being imprisoned and <laughs> shooting her fucking uh in prisoner yeah I, man, I can't, I can't I imagine that. the uh because like she she is presented as like she kind of feels directionless and she doesn't really know who she is and by the end i can't imagine how fucking much she knows who she is that it's yeah. just like i'm not going on another date with fucking chad <laughs> yeah fuck you chad, <laughs> chad yeah you're not enough man not well, and enough. also too it's like She's had so much, like you said, companionship with her with her platonic female friends. Right, this. yeah. I loved seeing those bonds, and I loved seeing uh-huh. them fight together uh, and against that they everything that they were going through. They didn't sacrifice one. That is very much like a very simple sort of screenwriting trick to build this like sudden dramatic moment if they had just killed Penny or something. Right. If like a, a bullet had suddenly shot Penny. And it would have been like, yeah, no, you know, or whatever. But instead, no, it's these three. They are fucking survivors. They're going to win and they're going to fucking get away. And the end, happy ending. <laughs> yeah. And I know that it's easy. It, it's easy for me to watch this movie like I did last night and, you know, see the, the, the scene where they have him kind of on the ropes in the kitchen and be like, why don't you just fucking murder him right there? Yeah, like double double I, tap that motherfucker. He yeah, seems okay. out, but double tap that motherfucker. But at <laughs> right. the same time, like the passage of time in this movie, like how long these girls have been down there malnourished on God knows what drugs, it, having it parts been cut off long. their bodies. Like it, I yes, that's the thing, is they've had surgery and they've been drugged. I don't think it's been that long because Paul is looking. For for uh, Molly, yeah, and, Paul. That's another kind of side story going on here. Yeah, uh, who also gets away without being killed for being a nice guy, which is great. I think the, the screenplay is like let's reward the people everybody likes. <laughs> um, uh, but the, Paul's looking for them the whole time, and it seems to me that it's only probably within a couple of weeks at most. I think. But I I, re- I really think it the the reasoning when they have him down in the kitchen, we see his face later, and it's like okay, I can see somebody thinking he was dead. Um, yeah. 
But then also, like, yeah, like, Penny has very recently had her leg taken off. So she's weak. Um, you got, you got, uh, Molly who very recently was, had something removed too. I think it was the breast, right? Like that, that yeah. was her breast they were eating. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a couple times after she like swings that meat mallet where like she yeah. kind of clenches to her chest, like, God damn, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So like they're, they're in pain. They're coming off of drugs or still on drugs. I, I think like it makes all the sense in the world that they've beaten him to what looks like a pulp. They assume he's dead. Let's just get the fuck out of here. I yeah. can see somebody being frustrated and being like, finish it. But it's like, you really got to put yourself in that mindset. Like they just want to get the fuck out. They've, they've given him the pain. They wanted to give him. They think he's probably dead. They're going to go. Um, and of course, you know, it's horror movie rules. Of course he's not dead. He's going to come back at least once, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I like that stuff with Paul, too, where, like, Paul shows up, and you're like, okay, the man is going to save the day. He here is yelling and gunshots and stuff, and he's like, oh, hell no, I'm getting the fuck out of here. And like, yeah. you can't rely on, yeah, fucking Prince Charming to save the damsel in distress. Right. This is not how it works. Prince Charming is going to save his own ass if he hears fucking gunshots going on in an unfamiliar place. He's like, I'm the fuck out of here. I don't know what's going on here. Yeah, and I don't think the movie is uh, is saying anything negative about that. I think no. I think we're supposed to see Paul as a good guy who gets does everything he can to help and gets to a situation where it's like, that's a gun. I'm a person. I can't fight a gun. Like, yeah. you leave. <laughs> like, he may be going to get help. We don't get that resolution, which I think is great, but we get Paul not dying. He's not going to Scatman Carruthers this. Like, right. he yeah, yeah, shows yeah. up and then he finds out there's danger and he gets the fuck out. Yep. He's like, I'll be a better help if I'm alive. So right. I'm the fuck out of here for right now. I mean, <laughs> exactly. he doesn't even know he's in the right place. He, he literally right. doesn't he know just anything that's going on. Yeah. Right. Like, he doesn't know that the girls are there. He doesn't know anything about this situation. So he just pulls up and is like, okay, I'm the fuck out of here. And these girls are left to fend for themselves, which I don't think is unrealistic. I don't think it's unrealistic or yeah, even, even, yeah, even saying anything negative about Paul, but it, it definitely like it leaves them to solve their own problem, which is what the movie needs. What yeah. The story needs. So, you know, yeah, you got to, you show Paul as this good guy who goes out of his way and, and he's doing it for friendship. Like this isn't about a relationship. This isn't his girlfriend. He's just doing it because he cares. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I, and then like, I think it's all, it's also really cool again to just have like one that they beat the shit out of him a couple of times and then just fully end it. Like we do. Yes. We get the horror movie. He comes back one time. But then when he gets shot, that's it. He is dead. He's going to yeah. get turned into meat and fed to rich people. High <laughs> um, five. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's got the death-proof ending where it's it just does. like, we fucking did it. High five. <laughs> Movie's over. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I did like the, the cool, ending like, point. Joke, yeah. Like, I didn't even, like, he was married? <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucking just a perfect sort of good ending for a, such a dark movie. Yeah, for sure, right? Um, we got to talk about that dance scene. How about it? Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's got that choreographed feel, but it also has like a very like realistic, like two people just dancing together sort of feel. 
kind of reminded me of Ex Machina and like the creepiness of that dance scene. Mm-hmm. But also, like you know, she's got this ulterior motive. Like she's really just trying to distract him and 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 give him the things he likes and the things he wants. Yeah, she's so kind of taking she control of the situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, by playing into what he wants to do so that she can bite his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> and then the toothpaste in the eyes. What a good move that was. Really? Yeah, I was like, yeah, when I, I saw it the first time, it was like, holy shit, yeah, that would hurt. And like, it would be so hard to just immediately get it out of your eyes. Yeah. And you can find toothpaste in any home. So cool. <laughs> it's good. true. Almost everybody's got it. Yep. I like that about it, man. You know, one thing that I picked up on this flick, too, with uh, with old Sebastian Stan there, and I'm sure that this was intentional, there's a few, like, subtle, well-placed Dahmer-isms in this movie that, uh, again, I'm sure were intentional, man. There's that, uh, there's that part where he says something about, like, when you eat somebody, it's like they're a part of you forever. Mm, okay. That's a fucking Dahmer quote, for sure. Okay, okay. And then so, even that scene where like he he comes in on, I think it's it's either on Noah or Penny I can't remember, but he specifically has like it specifically says I'm going to rip your heart out, like ooh. that's what a dude that escaped from Dahmer said that Dahmer told him he's like ah. I'm going to rip your heart out like word by word like that is a quote and I know that's got to be intentional, so it's like. Kind of imagining what if Dahmer had been more clean cut and rich. Maybe. I guess so, man. Speaking of which, have you watched that Dahmer show? I'm fucking dying to watch it. I've heard it's fucking amazing. I I haven't watched it. Um, You know, Devin Peters. I, I like that guy. So I'm, Dang I'm old Quicksilver. Yeah, old Quicksilver. Um, yeah, I'm going to check it out. It's, it is, um, I don't know, it's one of those things where like, the victims' families are still having to deal with people making movies and stuff out of Dahmer, and I don't know. I know, it, right? That, that's that's where the struggle is. I heard that they didn't yeah. really get the the like victims' families' permission to do this either, right? And because they're public figures, it's like, well, they don't have to, but you still should. It seems a little if, gross. It's gross. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, I'm sure they're not like making making light of the victims. From what I understand, no, it, it's no, very much I like understand. Dahmer was yeah. a monster. Like it's not, you know, yeah, playing him up or anything. Yeah, it, it's these are real human those, lives. Yeah, yeah, one of those things where it's like, gosh, you know, we 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 get so much serial killer stuff and so much like true crime stuff. Yeah, and victims just become bodies after a while. <laughs> and it's, yeah, exactly. It's, doesn't seem to be a positive overall but right also uh, i understand people's interest in exploring serial killers because yeah. like it's just this genuine human oddity right like yeah why out of limits of that? humanity sure right yeah yeah i'm kind of at odds about it but i think i, I think i will watch it honestly yeah I, I probably will i i i uh you know as i said i like evan peters and i am interested in the subject matter yeah, yeah. So yeah, I picked up on a couple of just like, you know, subtle Dahmer vibes going on in this movie. I think he had a little bit of a Ted Bundy vibe too with him being this handsome, well-to-do guy that was just a fucking monster to women. Yeah, well, I mean, people have wanted to eliminate that that framing as well. 
that uh, he was a handsome guy who like charmed women. Like if you look at all the victims, he didn't charm any of them. <laughs> he lured no. them in with sympathy. There was no charm involved. He wasn't no, charming. No, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. But yeah, Oof. yeah. To to give because yeah, as we've said, like yeah, to compare him to Patrick Bateman or you know a, a not real serial killer or Dahmer or or Ted Bundy. Yeah, like it's clear that there's like this drawing on. Uh, the allure idea of a of a killer, like apparently to you know audition for this, Sebastian Stan like sent in a video of him dancing with a knife. And it's, oh, <laughs> my my wife Ooh. like my wife told me don't forget to say that Sebastian Stan is fucking sexy. Um, that's he's a hunk. Yeah, that's there's there's like. There is a sexy element to this. He is he is being portrayed as particularly like sexy and like alluring and whatnot until the thirty three minute mark where the you know the drugs start to hit or whatever. Like up to that point though, he is this, you know, very alluring, uh uh, you know, charming guy. But as I said, it's not like exceptionally charming. He is just okay charming. She's just mm-hmm. not had a whole lot of charming uh, men in her life. So she's specifically charmed by this guy who's kind of just superficially charming. That's I mean, true, he feeds man. her cotton candy grapes. And as a guy who hates cotton candy grapes, I just don't, I don't get them. Have you had I've them? I never had one, dude. I was, I was wondering about that and I was specifically going to ask you about it. So it's so weird you brought that up. I've never I, had this shit, but like cotton candy tastes like... Nothing. It tastes like fucking spun sugar, which is what it fucking is. Okay, so yes, it's just like super, super sweet grapes that kind of give you the feeling of it kind of melting in your mouth a little, but not really to the same extent. But I've tried them. I don't like them. (laughs) I just can't get into them. They're too sweet. Yeah. Like, have I ever had a grape and I was just like, man, this sucks. This thing is shot. It needs more sugar. <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah. It's a fucking grape. Come on. Yeah, but no. Nah, anyway, yeah, but like, uh, yeah. He he is he is very much like all those different character types kind of put together. Um, but I I I think uh, again, yeah. The the cast specifically Sebastian Stan and uh, Daisy Edgar Jones. She's and great. Noah are just fucking amazing. Yeah, she's fantastic. She, I I didn't really recognize her from anything i'm not sure i've ever seen anything else she's been in but she was fantastic i thought she played the part extremely well man from being you know uh just a normal person at the start of the movie to being in this hellscape where she figures out what's going on and she's just screaming and trying to get off of those chains and shit to turning manipulative to turning violent like she did a whole lot in this movie and she did it all really well yeah, yeah, she she does an amazing job, and I think like, yeah, I think their their chemistry is great too because like, she is able to sell the the idea that they could be together despite his like <laughs> job and eating uh, women and whatnot. Like she she really does kind of sell it. To that point where it's like, yeah, he is like a, this like, you know, psychopath, egocentric fellow who's who's really probably 
easily placated by flattery, but she's doing a lot of work to really sell to him the idea like, yeah, it's going to be fine. Let's go to the bedroom. I'm not going to put toothpaste on my hands, rub it in your eyes and bite your dick off. (laughs) (laughs) But she is. But she is. Yeah. Yeah. She does an an awesome job, man. I can't really complain about about anybody's performance in this, honestly. No, no, Molly did an awesome job, too, man. Absolutely, yep. She's great. Um, I think uh, Anne's great. Like, Penny, yeah. man, Penny does a great job. We don't even see her most of the time. She does such a great job uh, as, you know, voice acting, I guess, yeah. uh, to, like, make her very likable early on. And, of course, they, you know, they have their banter and, and they are supportive of each other. So she's very likable. Were there any other complaints you had about the flick? Like you mentioned a few things earlier. We've had a few little nitpicks, but like I don't really have a lot of major yeah, stuff that's, to gripe about. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be an issue. Is I, I don't have any major gripes except for the thing that is extremely effective and only a gripe for me and people who might dislike mouth sounds and things. Uh, <laughs> it's long, I, it, but I don't fe- yeah. feel like it felt long. Pacing's like we good. were watching this movie and. You know, again, that title card, 30 minutes in, it feels like the movie just started. Like, there was a point in the movie where we were like, oh, shit, it's time to let the dogs out. Paused uh-huh. it. And there was like, oh, there's like 18 minutes left in the movie? How has that yeah. happened? And then the Baja men called you, and they were like, hey, who who let the dogs out? It's your turn right. to let the dogs out, you know? Yeah. Who? 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 <laughs> what if it turns out the Baja men are owls? Has this been explored oh, yet? Oh, no. <laughs> All their hoo-hoo-hooing? Huh? And they don't want the dogs out because the dogs frighten away their prey. Got they it. They bark yeah. at us. They get rid yeah. of the mice and stuff we can eat on. <laughs> Could be. Hoo-hoo-hoo, you know? <laughs> um, do you think that the messaging in this movie was too on the nose? I feel like some people are probably going to no. watch this and be like, this is a man-hating Feminazi movie. Do you think it was too on the nose? (laughs) No, I think it. I don't um, either. I think it's full of stuff that is is much more like subtle, and uh, you know the the themes of consumption and stuff. There's not you know an overt message said there, and I think when it needs to be overt, it's overt, Um, and that works. So no, um, I don't think it's I don't think it's too on the nose. I, no. I really like I enjoy the exploration of something in such a dark, you know, vein, but also to give it that humorous feel throughout. Like it it's so light the humor, like it's it's not like spread all over the place, but it's there and it keeps a very interesting tone that I liked a lot. It's a unique tone. Like, I I honestly can't really compare this movie to much. Like, in terms of, yeah, subject matter, we mentioned Raw and stuff like that earlier. Maybe, Uh I mean, in terms of, like, people-eating movies, I guess you could put Ravenous on that list, but it's not really anything like those movies. Uh, This is a unique feel for this flick. I think Ravenous is is a good uh, choice. God, I love that movie so much. (laughs) But Ravenous doesn't do the tone exactly right but i like its weird tone because like it has it for the being humor weird, yeah. and the the cannibalism but this does it this does it really well it does man this is a cool unique flick i'll definitely recommend this one like it's 
like we said, not one that I'm going to watch over and over and again yeah. for funsies because it is like pretty grueling and pretty fucked up. But, dude, I am very fucking interested in seeing what else uh, the director. What's her name again? Uh, Mimi Cave. Mimi Cave. Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing what she does next because I'm yeah, me too. on board with this, man. Do you got any other observations about this flick? Uh, no, no. Do uh, you know? Just again, if if you got sound issues and you watch this and you didn't like it, just yeah, just mute those or wear some <laughs> some earbuds or something. I don't know. Like just like try to get rid of that noise because uh, other than that, man, uh, this just has um, everything kind of figured out in in a way of, of telling a a unique story where you know. Everybody doesn't have to die, but it's still a horror film. Yeah, totally, man. Unique flick, man. I think in terms of uh, final thoughts and ratings on this, uh, looks great, edited great, great pacing, great cast and acting, great soundtrack. Like, I just don't have much to complain about, man. I think that this is... This is probably like a seven and a half, maybe eight for me. I really enjoyed this flick a lot, man. Big surprise. And also, too, I'll have you know, didn't watch a trailer for it. Good. Oh, good. Yay. <laughs> I knew we were doing it for the show, and I'm like, not watching a trailer. Not, not watching that it. trailer. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go higher than you. I'm going to go with an eight and a half, uh, leaning even towards nine. I think... Yeah. Um, you know, despite despite the issues I had with the mouth sounds and food sounds and whatnot, I just really think it's such a good, solid horror flick that really does the job. Um, it does something that you got to be in a certain mood for. You do. Which is why, as I said, I'm not going to be rewatching this anytime soon, but I will rewatch it for sure. Um but it, it definitely, yeah, you got to be in a right mood for it because it is both like depressingly dark and humanly funny, and I, I, I very much enjoyed it. So, yeah, for me, eight and a half. Definitely, man. We look forward to hearing what you guys hear about, uh, think about this one over on our social media pages, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook group, which is the best place to hang out on the Facebook, of Holy course. Boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, the only place in my opinion yeah find us on uh, our linktree page just look at linktree dead and lovely you'll find all of our socials and things including our patreon page which is a great Mm -hmm. thing to support because the next episode could be yours because today's episode was a patreon pick yeah christina submitted this over on patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely that was Christina uh, you, Aguilera, right? She's a fan of the show. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure Christina Aguilera is a fan of the show, but it wasn't sure. her. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Different Christina. Okay. Yeah. Um, I become a patron on any level. You get access to the uh, Patreon-exclusive episodes. I had mentioned we were going to do an addendum episode about Pearl. We had a ton of technical difficulties. We're still going to do that, but um, I went ahead and released the uh, episode of the Treehouse of Horror uh thing that em and i did and boy is that woman funny so go check Ooh. that out but if you become a patron on a five dollar level you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then we draw from that smoking bowl and we cover the movie just like we did today with fresh we did it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that could be yours so Absolutely. be sure to support us over there on that patreon page and again, rate and review anywhere you can review a podcast, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, uh, or on your uh, Samsung 
television. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Wherever you can do it. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. We are once again dipping back into that sweet, sweet suffering, dude. We're going to be raising hail. That's right. We're talking about Hellraiser Bloodline. <laughs> the fourth one. Yeah, this is the one that I, I said when we did three, like, that'll probably be the last one we do. But then they got this Hulu one coming out, and it looks cool. I'm intrigued. So, maybe we get a mini-sode on that, maybe as we well do a as mini-sode. this, uh, this yeah. Hellraiser 4 episode. Now, it's been it's been many years since I watched this one. I remember there well, being some cool recently. stuff and some yeah. really not cool stuff. Yeah, that's true. And honestly, I yeah, I watched it recently when I did the uh, most of the Hellraiser movies. I'm going to finish them before we do this. But oh. uh, I, I when I rewatched it, I remember reading that it was originally planned as a trilogy. And I when I read that and saw like the three potential movies that would have existed, I was like, man, this could have been cool. It doesn't end up that way because you throw three movies all together we'll talk about it next week yeah yeah let's get into that hopefully you guys tune in then uh thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode be sure to tune in we'll be raising some hail next week talking about some some in life stuff (laughs) i'm sure right oh absolutely yes (laughs) so be sure to tune in then to the next installment of dead and lovely with me your good buddy uncle ben and me hollywood steve And uh, we'll be catching up with you guys next time. Bye now. Bye. So, Ben, I was out in the yard walking the dog. Mm -hmm. Um, We have this next door neighbor. They have uh they have a German shepherd who who likes to bark at at our dog to let you know Salem know I guess like hey I'm I'm bigger than you and I see you um but they also have they have like a grandchild and this grandchild throughout the summer every once in a while I would see him out there playing with the dog and uh he he talks to me all the time which you know whatever Wait, the grandchild or the dog? Is this grandchild. son of Sam? Son of Steve? What's going on here? Listen, the dog talks to me sometimes. He doesn't tell me to kill, though. <laughs> oh, okay. You know. All right. All right. He tells you to live. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, throughout the summer, this kid, he would just like talk to me and, you know, uh, say kid stuff. And it was like, yeah, whatever. He's playing with the dog. He says stuff to me. <laughs> Today, though, <laughs> he asked me, he says, is that a wiener uh, about about my dog? And, and she is. She's part dachshund. Yes, yes. Uh, so I said, yeah, yeah, uh, she's part dachshund. Being very, you know, uh, attentive to my speech. As yes. It was funny in my head that he said wiener. I know he doesn't think of it the way I'm thinking of it. Well, so I don't because want- the, kid, the kid could go inside and say, Mommy, Daddy, our neighbor said he has a wiener. Well, you just wait to where I'm getting. Oh, no. Oh, no. He says he so, has part of a wiener. <laughs> so, just... This, uh, this statement came out of this kid, and I, I hope, beyond all hope, he did not report this story back to his parents. Because he said to me, 
about his German, his grandparents, German shepherd, who was like all worked up because of uh, Salem. He said, look at him, bro. He's going ballistic because of a little juicy wiener. Oh, my God. (laughs) And and then he tried to reach through the the fence to, uh, as he said it, pet a juicy wiener. How do you react to that? I did not laugh. I I I went. Yeah, she, she's she's a real sweet dachshund, and we we walked on. And I, as soon as I could tell that he couldn't see me, I was laughing my ass off. Um, but wow. then as I started thinking about it, I thought, "Oh my fucking god!" If he goes into that house and says, "The man next door let me pet his juicy wiener." I'm pretty sure I've seen that episode of Seinfeld. Like, this right? is Larry David writing in action. Right? right? So, like, <laughs> I'm just expecting at any moment somebody banging on our door, like, what the fuck did you do? <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you respond back through the door, and you're like, no, 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 my wiener is dry. <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> just let me show you my wiener. You'll understand. <laughs> yeah, just take a look. Rub your hand across it. You'll see. Oh, Jesus. It'll change your mind. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Kids say I, the darndest things, they don't they? Do. And the thing is, it was so innocent. He really did not. It was There was no, like, no, like, wink, wink, you get what I'm saying type of thing. He's, like, five or six years old. He just, like, she, she's a tubby little dog. She's a juicy wiener. She's tubular. So, there you go. <laughs> Oh my oh, god, Jesus. dude. Anyway, so if I'm murdered in my home, <laughs> you got yeah. your suspect. Wow. Steven is juicy wiener. <laughs> Damn it. 